Hey everybody, welcome to the Classic Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Reek. With me are Jay Totoro. What up? And Blake Corey. <laughs> What's up, my dudes? And dudettes, Boys, bro, we're... come on. Don't be well, playing. Triggering me. Everybody's <laughs> dude. That's a non-denominational term. Triggered again? <laughs> Reporting you? What was your name again? <laughs> uh, well, my uh... name is Jay Totoro. Mm, Gilbert Daisy. What you guys been up to? Uh, you know, same thing you've been. Let's be honest here. What have we all been doing? Playing Overwatch. Never heard of it. I'm not playing it right this very second. What are you talking about? (laughs) All right, favorite (laughs) characters. Go. Uh, Ice Chick. Ice Chick's so fun. May really? You're going? Oh, dude, are you serious? (laughs) Dude, she hard counters fucking the tanks. It's great. She hard counters everything. That's no. She's really good against the fucking tanks because she can get up in the front line and pass her shields and shit. And then she There's a nice characters she's not good against. She's really powerful. And then the fucking hooker's really fun, too. The guy with the hook. I hate him. I so him. enough to so hate all like the people. Him. Or you like all the people that I hate, because they're stupid. Well, dude, the people you should hate are the fucking stupid characters, like the guy with the ninja well, stars uh, and the fucking that, sword. That, yeah, yeah and then... Yeah, he's kind of dumb. Jeez. Most of the assassins shit. are just fucking retarded. Like, they're just... I don't know. The only person that I hate so badly that I haven't played as yet is the <laughs> ice girl. She's fun as fuck. I kind of like uh, the cowboy. Yeah. And Bas- Bastion, of course, as well. Bastion, so AIDS. The fucking the, the uh, character I think is stupid is Pharaoh. I think Pharaoh's ult is ridiculous. That? The radius astonished. That's the guy who flies up the air and just She's don't barge your entire team. She's the yeah. soldier. Oh, that's a girl. Yeah. Oh, is it a girl? Uh, I've never played him. Yeah. I, just, I, I, I was fucking loose to it. That's girl. I've never played him. <laughs> no, I just I play. She's played almost every single game. There's at least one. No, I was laughing because she said that's a girl. I've never played him. Oh. Uh, yeah, she's pretty, I like her. She's pretty good. I, I like her. She's I also so like, her ultimate is dumb. I like most of the supports, <clears throat> except for yeah. the guy, like the boombox hipster, or not hipster. He's hip really box. powerful, he's, dude. He's one of the only ones that I would like to play as a little bit more often. Supports. Him and, uh, like, Zenyatta are pretty alright. Like, he's pretty good. <laughs> he's good. I just don't, like, I don't like playing as him. Well, I don't yeah. like you, so. Yeah. Well, that was uncalled for. I think it was, too. I wasn't gonna say anything. <laughs> Too much of a pansy. Yeah. Stand up for yourself. Don't be such a coward. Jesus. Uh, what levels are you guys at? I think I'm like 12 right now. I'm uh, 23. <clears throat> yeah, Blake's played a lot. Fucking nerd. I played Good with life. Blake the other day, and I was the best person on our team. No, actually, you were like 5 and 5, while I was like <laughs> 20 and 3 or something. Well, I was oh. the second best person on our team. Robert, what's it feel like to suck yeah, to suck, dude? Sucks to suck. <laughs> Anything else going on, or is it time to get into some classic Overwatch discussion? This is now the Overwatch podcast. Uh, welcome, everybody. So, so Blake's going to buy it. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm going to buy it. Jay, you're on the I'm 50-50. Still. Yeah. I already bought it. I'm not going to buy it. Well, yeah, yeah he has Twitch going, dollars, dude. You're going he has to, way more money than both of us oh, combined. Yeah, I'm, I'm making bank. That's how it is. He gets it for I, I read rumors about you, dude. <laughs> like what? About all the money you're making right now, dude. Like, oh, oh my yeah, God. all that. Uh, People are talking about it, dude. Dollar like, menu uh, yeah, dude. money I'm making, dude. I think they said you had like seven doll hairs. Or I think like that. Uh, that might be overshooting it a little bit. Overwatching it, you mean? Ah! Uh, no, no, I don't mean that. That was like even worse than a joke that I would make. Wow, that's saying something. <laughs> it is. Um, Alright, so gaming news in that case. <laughs> oh yeah, is there anything? 
Yeah, there's a few things. Okay, well, okay, so I'm sure Jay's going to want to go on about this for an hour and a half. Oh, yeah, this is great, yeah. So, <laughs> Nostalrius, Blizzard, Nostalrius, uh, whatever. Blizzard, <sighs> Not data. Blizzard, specify who said it, please. <laughs> I don't know. It's Jay Colt, the same fuckboy who said, he was, that's the guy who has the quote, the famous quote, you think you do, but you don't. That's the guy who said that. I thought you said it was that Michael is... Morheim that said that. No. No, no, no. Oh, Michael okay. Morham was on stage. That, that guy took the mic yeah. from Michael Morham. God. Took the mic away and said, you don't want it. Dropped it and walked and off. And they dropped it. Exactly. He pulled an Obama. You know, our fucking... Just fucking dropped Obama? it. Obama? <laughs> Did you see that, dude? Oh, yeah, actually. Okay, yeah. Uh, well, so they, they made an announcement and said it was... Uh, their lawyers basically said that that, that that was what they recommended they do. So this is... Okay, in reference to uh, them uh, forcing the... The unofficial uh, vanilla WoW server to to shut down and shut down to uh, made a lot of people angry, of course. Now, and they finally came out with an announcement said that basically their lawyers told them that they needed to do that to protect the property, and uh, they're trying to come up with alternatives. Blah blah blah. Uh, what else? Was there anything else to the announcement, really? Those yeah, so they said that they're going to create – now, so so be careful here. This is a very fine line. Well, they're, thinking, so they had, well, they're thinking about it. Uh, are you sure? It. I thought – well, I, I read that they are working on – No, Christine they said, servers. like, that's a possibility we, that they're looking into. Googling. I, I swear I read it. Maybe I read it differently then. You probably yeah, – I mean, like, you're not very good at reading, so. That's, that's actually really true. I'm retarded, so it sounds about right. <laughs> Jay saw the announcement. Jay saw the announcement. He's like, "Yes, Mysterious is back up." <laughs> no, I don't care. About, I don't care about the server. I just think. So anyway, that's 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 in their defense. That was what they said. That was why they forced this uh, server to go to to shut down. Jay uh, uh Then a few days later, the Nostarius guys who run who ran that. Said that uh, Blizzard had invited them to the headquarters to talk. And they went. They went. And they went. And do you have any idea what? They haven't said anything. April 29th, willing to meet us. Uh, They said announcements coming this weekend. That was April 30th, so a week ago, and they haven't said anything. Pretty cool. It's very exciting. Very exciting news. So, nobody (laughs) nobody knows what's going on. They're probably under NDA, to be honest, at this point. They they probably got in there, and Blizzard was like, (laughs) we got you where we want you. Now we're gonna eat you. Yeah. So anyway, suck my ass. I mean, I, it, their response I thought was, I mean, it's not gonna make anybody happy, but I thought it was reasonable. I'm glad that they at least like came out and said, yeah, at least we all knew reason. that's what it was. We all knew. I mean, let's be honest here. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, well, I mean, a, a lot of people were like, they're just mad that that people are uh, not subscribing and paying. To their own servers. I mean, there's some truth to that. I mean, why would their lawyers advise them to do so? Because they well, because well, what they said was because it was it was about protecting the property. Right, and prep- their property. Of- I'm doing a money sign with my hands right now. Property, property, property. But there's a difference between. How can you do a you money sign sure. with your hands? What is that? I'm doing the the. <laughs> I'll turn webcam. Hold on here. That's not a. Oh, actually, a, no, it's not plugged. I think you're you're probably he's probably doing like the timeout symbol. Okay, I'm definitely doing the thing where you're like holding bills and shuffling them with one hand. Okay, all right, that's not sorry, a money sorry. sign. Whatever. Yeah, money sign looks like an S with a line through it. Yeah, <laughs> I could be doing that actually. <laughs> anyway, Scott Robert. 
<clears throat> anyway, there's a difference between being angry about missed missed revenue and and protecting like your uh, property from from like an IP perspective. <sighs> I disagree. I, I, I don't know. It, it still thinks like feels like their motives are impure. Like I don't know. The whole thing is just fucking retarded. Blizzard waited way too long to say something, and then when they finally did, it was like what? Like really? Uh, I mean, yeah, I still wish that there could have been some sort of better outcome. You would think a company but, as large as they are would, would have handled this a little bit better. You know? I've, dude, I've seen really big companies handle things really terribly, so honestly, that part of it does not really, it's not really a surprise. I, I'm not, I'm not, I get what you're saying, but what I'm saying is like, you know, it, they should have, but they didn't, of course. Okay, you know. okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah. that happened. Uh... What else we got? Ah, Fire Emblem and Animal Crossing are coming to smartphones. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I knew about yeah, Fire Emblem. Is... I did not hear about Animal Crossing. At least this is going to be cool. So Nintendo has said in the past, or I guess in the, maybe like in the past year, they've been kind of, they've talked about every now and then like how they need to get into the uh, smartphone, like the mobile. Yeah, they've been making market. moves towards that. So this shouldn't come as much of a surprise as it is, I guess. Yeah. This is going to be kind of like their first like foray into into that into that market. So it'll be interesting. So well, it was the so, um what, what was that game called? The Mi Mi Tomo or whatever it was on uh phones that everybody was obsessed uh, about for a day. It was that? it was like a social uh networking thing. That's all it was. Woo! But it was it, it was like a game too sort of and people were obsessed about it for a day and then it just died out yeah, i haven't I remember that. heard anything about it since then i remember hearing the term mitomo but i don't think i ever looked into to what yeah. it was so anyway uh i don't i don't know if there's a date on when they're hoping to release these but uh i'm excited for animal crossing I mean, as long as it's not horribly translated like you know diablo or not diablo uh, dungeon keeper Dungeon Keeper is so, prime example. So are you guys uh, – <laughs> what do you all think about this? Does this excite you at all? Like when they first started talking about this, I was like, yeah, we need some Nintendo games on oh. – like I need to be able to have some Nintendo games on my iPhone. But like now, like I'm kind of like, huh, I don't really care. Any, I'm really not really interested. Hey. I mean hey, I didn't uh, care when it was being first announced, so – So you just don't care about it? I mean it's it's just another way to play them. Like if I really – I'm not that worried about it. Like, for me personally, I don't leave, like, I don't go out that often, so I don't need anything on my phone as, like, a, a game to play to keep me distracted while I'm out and stuff, so. I, I don't yeah, mind it. I, I, as long as it's done well. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't, I'm not yeah. opposed to the idea, but for me personally, it doesn't do anything. Yeah, I think that's kind um, of me too. Maybe, like, I was playing more stuff on my phone at the time, and, like, I don't really, like, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I don't really play stuff on my phone. Yeah. yeah. So, sorry to jump back for a second. Um, I was checking Nostalgia's Twitter, and the the thing about them going to Blizzard was pinned to the top, and I didn't realize it. So there actually is a they they basically posted a a survey to their website. Uh, it's, there's nothing. Okay, I guess there's just nothing. They're just doing a survey to show how many people are interested. Okay, never mind. Continue. Are interested in what? Else. Legacy servers. Like what? Okay. Okay, never mind. Continue. All right. Okay. Uh, Shadows of the Empire. You know the Star Wars game? You said you liked this yeah. one a lot, didn't you, Jay? 
Uh, I don't think so. I really liked Rogue Squadron and... Let me, what's the name of it? Shadows? Shadows of the Empire. Is this the one I for Super was, uh No, I think it was the Nintendo 64. Yeah. Oh, this one. Yeah, this is a really fun game. I, it's, I'm not a super big fan, but this was a really fun game. Is that right? Uh, this was on 64? Yeah, I just Googled it. I'm looking at pictures of it. Uh, okay. They, uh... This is, out, this is on GOG now. Oh, that's cool. I might actually toss that one in. It was uh, they. It was made available four days ago. Let's see. Yeah, this was a fun game. I remember there's a couple of fucking and stupid levels. I don't think I really liked it. Let's see. It's uh, it's five dollars or four seventy nine. You save dollar. Well, I think it's on sale right now for four seventy nine. It looks like five ninety nine is the real price. Pretty cool, huh? Pretty <laughs> cool. <laughs> Pretty cool. All right. I guess we'll wait a, we'll wait a second. Or we'll keep, we'll keep yeah, going. are you going to edit this part out later? Or? Yeah. I'm here. Okay. What? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Uh, ah, oh, okay. Here we go. Oh, okay. Mighty, num- oh. Mighty number nine. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, did they actually... Are we talking about this? It has a hard release date, finally. No, we're... What if they back out? What happens then? <laughs> they get fined then the they police, will or... get le- dragged into the streets. Ooh. They will be beaten with stones. People aren't going to accept that. <laughs> that's that's a lot yeah. from you, Blake. I'm I'm really surprised. I'm not going to do it. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not going to buy the game. <laughs> Other people are going to do that, though. June 21st. According June 21st? To- that's soon. Wow. Yeah, it's really soon. Yeah. According to them, the game is, has gone gold now, so it's, like, finished. Um, I don't know what it is they're waiting on. Probably just, you know, making sure they get everything everything super solid for release or whatever. And I, I guess they have to... Uh, they got to print some copies, too, right? Because didn't they reach a, a goal where it's going to be out on, like, PS4 and all that kind of stuff? Um, I can't remember which goal it got to. I think they did. I want to say it got of the console release, yeah. I'm pretty sure it did, because I think that was, like, one of the lower stretch goals. So, anyway, it's uh coming out supposedly on June 21st. We'll see what happens. Uh, and June... Worldwide, June 24th. Uh, June 21st is North America and Asia. So, uh, that's hopefully the end of the Mighty Number no. 9 saga. Oh, I'm, cross sure boys. Gonna... <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be more drama with that before we're done. Probably when it comes out, I bet it's going to be, like... I mean... I don't have any reason to say it's not going to be good, but like I could just this just seems like the. Prime I do. I played it, and well, that's true. Everyone you it. that I know that's <laughs> oh, yeah. played it has been disappointed by it. So we're in for the long one, boys. When was it that you? <laughs> when was it that you played it? Uh, last year. Uh, yeah, it was TwitchCon last year, so around September. So that was like okay. So hopefully they've been able to improve the shitty parts of it, but we'll I would I wouldn't hope necessarily. And, uh, finally, we'll go over the details of this. I want to wait until we talk about this till after we do our top six lists. But, uh, the Strong National Museum of Play in, uh, in Rochester, New York, it's a video game museum, their, uh, World Video Game Hall of Fame, they announced the 15, uh, nominees for this year, and they, the other day, they announced the actual six inductees out of those 15. But I want to wait till we give our own top sixes until we until we tell what which six they chose this year to go into the World Video Game Hall of Fame. So we'll talk about that. Da-da-da. 
Uh, is there anything else, or do y'all want to? Is it time to jump into? Games? Um, no, I'm good. Blake, all right. Yeah, I, I, it's all the news I can think of. Okay. So, anybody want to go first? Or y'all want me to? I can. Okay. <clears throat> so, since we're talking about World of Warcraft, I'm just kidding. Uh, I played Warcraft Three. <laughs> Reign of Chaos for this week's podcast. I'm really glad podcast. you didn't play World of Warcraft again. No, come on, dude. Calm, listen, calm yourself. Calm your fucking tits, Mr. Metal Gear Solid. Um, <laughs> Mr. Metal so, Gear Solid. That's what we're going to call it now. Uh, so I played I played Warcraft 3 Reign of Chaos, which is the first installment of uh, Warcraft 3. came out in 2002, obviously done by Blizzard. And for people who don't know, this is an RTS, but with an added kind of bonus. So your standard RP, or RTS is... Basically, you construct a base, you gather resources, you build up an army, and you attack your opponent. In Warcraft, which is why it was such a unique title and why it's still respected as an amazing game, is you have heroes. And the heroes have experience bars, and they level, and they gain abilities, and you get to choose what you want to put your ability points into to level up certain abilities. So, like, the the main character of the story is Arthas. He is a paladin. He has heal. He has... um, an aura that gives off a buff to your other creatures, and he can use an ability to make himself invulnerable. And so you can pick to increase the duration of his bubble. You can increase the healing effect. Um, and this aspect of the game is uh, is awesome. And this is really fun in the um, in the what do you call it? The skirmishes or like the the non main story maps because essentially you pick a race, you get a hero, and then you start building your base. But at the same time sort of in the downtime of the normal RTSs where you're kind of sitting there idly just kind of moving your your mouse and keyboard around, you're moving this hero around and you're you're doing things in the map, you're finding these these neutral camps and you're killing minions and they drop loot that you will use to make your hero more powerful and it is a blast. Robert, I know you have played this game, correct? Oh yeah, I played a okay. shitload of that game when it came out. Okay. So <clears throat> this is like the, the that is the general idea of the game, and it's fucking fantastic because there's there's humans, there's orcs, there's undead, and they all have different creatures, and they have very unique things about them that just it's awesome. The graphics so you at like the time were fantastic. Heroes. Yeah, exactly. And they get you can get equipment for them and stuff, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, you get items, and your, your, your each hero has uh, six inventory slots, and that includes equipped items, that includes um, armor and items as well. So, like, or I'm sorry, po- consumables as well. So, if you have, um, you know, four pieces of armor, then you can have two consumables, or you could have six pieces of armor that you know give your character. Uh, one of the items that I have right now is every time my character hits, it does splash damage. It does AOE splash damage, or it does an AOE frost splash that slows their attack speed. And then I also have potions that I can use to, you know, kind of work. Uh, to heal uh, other characters. <clears throat> and this is awesome. I mean, it, it is so fun because there's always something to do. Your base does not need nearly as much upkeep as, say, like StarCraft or even Command & Conquer. Um, the main resources that you, that you pick up are gold and lumber, and you can only have so many creatures mining gold at once because once a, cre- once a um, gather goes in, you have to wait for him to come out before another one can go in. So you can you can you have to limit how many um, guys are going in at once, which sounds really dirty. But... Uh, <laughs> oh, I just yeah. Um, and so that is the kind of the overview of the game. Music is fantastic. The graphics are pretty cool. The abilities are pretty cool. They were amazing at the time. I remember being just blown away by certain attributes of the game. But the cool aspect of this game is the story. 
Um, so I did not have luxury. I was actually talking to uh, my, little, my little brother about this. I didn't have the luxury of playing this game before I uh, played World of Warcraft, but <clears throat> the storyline in this game is is very in-depth. I'm not going to go super far into it. There's, there's no point. There's there's a lot of aspects to it. There's obviously three titles. There's Warcraft 1, 2, and 3, and then Warcraft 3 has an expansion called Frozen Throne. <clears throat> but the story is really, really good. The dialogue is not cringy. It is not awkward. It's Blizzard. It's actually really good. And I, I was actually surprised by this, Robert. I don't know if you remember this, but... The, the quality of the dialogue is actually pretty good. It's not like you think. It's not stereotypical cringe, yeah, like yeah, really awkward pause. Yeah, right. yeah I, I was really surprised by this. You know, it's like, this is a game in 2002. This is 14 years ago. Like, I was expecting them to be like, you know, for the holy light, I'm a paladin. I'm going in, boys. Like, you know, just like really fucking awkward things. But no, they actually <laughs> yeah. they have some proof. <laughs> right? Um, so the storyline is really cool, and it is, it's awesome to see how the story develops after playing World of Warcraft for as long as I have, because the World of Warcraft <clears throat> um, kind of follows the same, obviously it follows the same timeline for the most part, and so it's cool to go back and see how, how they based all this stuff off of, and to see just kind of how things were, and, and kind of what their rough drawings were, or like, it's kind of almost like a rough draft, if you will, like, it's, it's basically, they had this storyline, they filled in some of the plots, and then when they made, wow, they took it and filled it all in. Overall, the game is, is an absolute blast. The uh, skirmishes are so fun. It is so fun to just kind of try the different races, try different builds. The, the funny thing is, is um, I still talk to people who played this game professionally, like the Muslim, uh, Robert, every once in a while I'll talk oh, to right, him. Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> the reason that people stopped playing this game is because the meta got frozen. Like legitimately people figured out how to efficiently do builds so close to a T that there was no improving on it. And if I did A, then you did B. And oh, really? if you did B, then I did C. And, and it just kind of went back and forth like that. And it, it's so funny. And every single map had, like, very cookie-cutter builds, and there was no changing it. And Blizzard, obviously, you know, it wasn't an eSport at the time. It, it was, but it wasn't to the point where Blizzard was updating and patching and stuff like that. So it, it, I can – I wish that this – that a style like – a style game style like this would come back. This is – I've wanted this for a while with like esports and stuff. If um, if games kind of cycle through rotation, where you know late '90s, very very late '90s, early 2000s, RTSs were the thing. It was StarCraft into Warcraft. Okay, FPSs were sort of popular all along the way, and then in the mid 2000s, we had World of Warcraft, where it kind of burst onto the scene, and then it was like, oh my god, we actually have a potential esport, and then WoW died, and then StarCraft became a thing, and it was like, hey, this is pretty cool. And obviously MOBAs were sort of a thing in the early 2000s as well. RTSs were still kind of there, and now we're back into MOBAs again. Like I'm MOBAs wondering if possibly were like mid to late to like 2000s, right? Or like I thought they were. I thought it was earlier than that. I could be wrong because I mean Warcraft. I don't know if people first, actually played. The first one really was Dota, right? Which was made in Warcraft. Yeah, but that was a couple years. Well, okay, yeah, but. Okay, yeah, I guess that was yeah. I was yeah, see, of, I don't know the timeline on it specifically. I just yeah. know it was like the early, maybe it was early to mid two thousands. But I mean, my, basically, my point is, I wonder if it does kind of circle around and maybe we'll go back to RTSs eventually. And I would love to see a style like this because I'll be honest with you, I don't know of any other game that does this style. I, what do they call this? Like an R, RTS RPG? Like mm, it's with with the no, hero. I think aspect it would just. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you'd pretty much just call it an RTS, but. Okay. But, you know, you could specify with RPG elements. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I would love to see, I, I've, you know, every once in a while they'll do like a, hey, it's five-year anniversary, we'll do like a, um, a 
what do you call it, Warcraft 3 tournament, and it's cool to see, like, you know, Grubby played in a tournament a couple years ago, and I watched it, and it was really cool to see. Oh, yeah, I kind of remember that. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I would love to see if this would come back around, and we get to see people play something like this again, because obviously StarCraft's uh, on its way out a little bit. I love how it had four races, also. What was the fourth one? Orcs, humans, undead, elves. Elves, 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 thank you. What was your race? Yeah. I like I I always played random just because like I liked all of them, but I think uh, I like the undead the best. I did. I was gonna say undead as well. I I did random for the first couple games and then I kind of stuck with undead because I mean you play you play humans in the main in the main campaign for Reign of Chaos sure. uh, for the first part, so I didn't want to play humans obviously again. I was like, oh maybe I'll play orcs, and then I played undead a couple times. I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. I'm gonna... and I love by the way. I love Blizzard's art style for this. God, I love the oh, cartoon yeah, it's really aspects. Good. Yeah. The Undead are just so fucking funny looking. Like, they, yeah, they, they have like humanoid so aspects, and then, like, they have three fingers, but they have these big-ass claws, and it's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, it's just... I love it. I love, I love the art style. It, it's awesome. I love the Abomination and the Meat Wagon. Yeah. The, the, the Meat Wagon, the Abomination, and I love Uther. Uh, sorry, Arthas. He's like this humanoid with this hammer that's bigger than him, and when he hits, it makes like this... Thwack! It's like this really obnoxious, like noise that you wouldn't expect from something like this like it's just <laughs> i love it i think it's so cool it makes me laugh yeah that was definitely a great game yeah i'm excited i'm actually gonna i'm definitely gonna finish it i'm probably gonna play through um frozen throne as well cool yeah i never played frozen throne i don't know why i've played parts of it but game. i don't yeah. think i've ever gone through all of the story for it it oh man the beginning of frozen throne was such a pain in the ass i, I, all I, those I haven't gotten stuck yet uh, you start as Illidan in that one, right? Wait, no, I I've actually gotten... I managed to get quite a ways through that. I think uh, you start as Illidan, and then you unearth the sunken temple or something. Story. And then uh, later on... I got up to the part where you're going as Kael'thas. That's as much yeah, as see, I like, These are all characters I know, but I, I know... So the reason I actually wanted to play Warcraft 3 is because I watched this this uh, European guy. I'd give him a shout-out. I don't know his name off the top of my head. I'll look it up while we're talking here. But he did this lore breakdown for Warcraft, because I don't know the Warcraft lore that much. I just played WoW for a number of years. But he did this really good breakdown of the lore, and it's long. It's like 20 hours. Like He breaks them up into segments, and, and he, he just kind of knocks them out. And it made me want to play them, because he made them seem so good and interesting. So... Um, I'm excited to see, you know, from start to finish how they did it and, and see, you know, cause obviously now with, with where WoW is, it's, it's past, uh, Warcraft where it ended. Yeah. Or... Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got into some of the Warcraft lore a little bit more. Like I played through, uh, Warcraft three. I played through frozen throne some, mm-hmm. And I never made it all the way through, and then I started playing World of Warcraft. So I started learning about all these other characters and people from the previous games, like Warcraft 2, showing back up and all this stuff. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, that, yeah, exactly. And, like, you know, it was cool when, when we'd be prepping for expansions, people would always be like, oh, this character's going to be in it. I fucking love, like, this character because of this. And I'd be like, oh, okay, like, you know. <laughs> hey, who the hell is that? Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm looking for the guy right now, so I can at least give him a shout-out. Oh, here it is. Nobel87 is his YouTube channel. This guy does a really good job. Got a really good breakdown of the lore. Next up, you or me, Blake? Um, I guess I can go. Alright. I don't have a lot to say about mine. Um, so the game I played, I went through and finished up my Sega Genesis Sonic playthroughs, and I oh, beat nice. Sonic and Knuckles finally. Oh, Finally got back oh, oh, yeah. 
Uh, this one has always been my favorite in the series because it feels the most unique. The other games all feel kind of samey to each other, like you're going to these same-ish areas all the time. It's like, oh, hey, Green Hill Zone, Emerald Zone, Marble Zone. All this stuff ends up blending together for me really hard. And in this game, like, you go to all these new, crazy different locations. You enter into what is probably my favorite area in the series, maybe. You go into this, like, Egyptian sand temple, and to get through the stage, and this is a hard stage, because there's so, it's uh, it's got the classic it's it's a Sonic game. Everybody that knows Sonic knows what to expect from this game. You've got your multiple you've got these huge stages with kind of multiple routes to go through. Uh, the reason that this it sucks in this stage is because you end up uh, running like you're on a timer that's very strict. Not the stage timer, but the the temple is filling up with sand. And as it's filling up with sand, you have to run through, and there are these switches that you have to press. There's two different kinds of switches. Um, there's the ones on the ground that you push, and pushing those will open up a gateway that you will need to pass through. So you have to push those to advance through some of the sections. And then at the same time, there are lights in the temple that you have to keep turned on by jumping onto some switches that you pulled down. And when you pull God down the switches... Robert. It, Sorry, it turns buddy. on the light, you idiots. <laughs> uh, so you pull, you jump on this switch, you pull it down from the ceiling, it keeps the lights turned on, and then these ghosts can't swoop down and make your day even worse than it already is as you're running through this place. Uh, it's a really fun stage, as hard as it is and as frustrating as it is to have to like micromanage all these different things going on throughout the stage. Uh, it's It's a lot of fun. Uh, there's some of the other locations you've got, like, uh, uh, the first one that you start out in is a mushroom, like, mushroom land, whatever the hell it's called. And what you do is there's just mushrooms all the, over the place that you're bouncing off of and stuff. And even that stage is different enough from the other stages in the other previous <coughs> games, like the first stage. It's got that first stage feel. But it feels different enough that it's not like, oh, I'm just going through loop-de-loops again and running forward over some grassy stuff. Uh, definitely my favorite in the series. You can do playthroughs uh, as Sonic or Knuckles. You can choose either one. I ended up doing a Sonic playthrough. Knuckles is really cool, though, because uh, he can climb on stuff. So he di- he dives into walls. He climbs up them. And lets them get into different areas and take different routes than the Sonic playthrough. Which is really fun when you take that cart, the Sonic and Knuckles cart, and you plug in, uh, like Sonic 1 or Sonic 2 or Sonic 3 on top of it. And then you go and play Sonic, or play as Knuckles in some of the first games. Which weren't designed oh, yeah. around having a character that can climb the walls. So there was this one time as a kid that I remember in a stage in Sonic 1. Where, like, I glided way off to the right, and then I just climbed up this giant wall for, like, a minute straight. And it just led to nowhere. I was like, great, I'm glad that that's in the game, and I'm glad that the Sonic... <laughs> Sonic 1 was clearly designed to have Sonic Knuckles attached to it later in its life. Uh, for the most part, I remember the previous games feeling pretty natural with Knuckles in it. Aside from, I, I think... Two probably has the stages that you can break the most. 
Okay. Uh, that would uh, I would think that three was kind of designed with Sonic and Knuckles in mind, <laughs> but uh, I'm not too sure about that one. But like Sonic two, taking Knuckles through that, there's just some crazy places, crazy skips and stuff that I remember being able to do. And uh, overall, Sonic and Knuckles really really fun. Uh, it's definitely my favorite of the Sonic uh, Sega Genesis series. And I think that's a pretty popular opinion or a common opinion. Correct? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Is it? I. Wasn't sure actually. I used to like it a whole lot. It's a pretty, yeah, it's a pretty good game. Like it's got the usual Sonic flaws that I've brought up the last few times I've talked about Sonic games, <laughs> but it also changes up things enough that it's really cool. It was actually, it, it didn't feel like I was just like, oh, I'm playing another Sonic game. Here we go, great. Sure. <laughs> Same old, same old, same old. It does a lot of things differently, a lot of really cool new concepts. Um, like some of the minigame stuff, returning uh, from the uh, Sonic 3, things like that. It was it was Sonic, but it was actually refreshing. I might actually want to do a playthrough as Knuckles at some point. Damn, going back for back for Yeah, it. I know, I know. I hate myself just that yeah. much. Be careful about that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's, I'm, I'm glad that you like that one because usually when we talk about Sonic, it's just like, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's the same old stuff that I've gotten so many times from it now. But uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We'll see about doing another playthrough. I'm in a good enough mood right now that I can say that. <laughs> in the future, I might just be like, no, there's no fucking way I'm touching Sonic again. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Alright, awesome. I played Fire Emblem for Game Boy Advance. For iOS? What would you say? For your mobile device? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't play it on the mobile device. Well, yeah, I did play it on mobile device. It was my Game Boy Advance. Oh, well done. Uh, oh, OG. OG. There, there you go. Turn the tables on you right there. I forgot uh, to mention this last time, or not last time, but when I played uh, Castlevania Circle of the Moon, which is also a Game Boy Advance game, I, b- I bought a Game Boy Advance. I got one of the, uh, the, not the big ones, but like the, the, the ones that flip shut, you know? They've got the, they've actually got a backlit screen. It's like the SD something or other. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the ones sure. That, the, ones that flip, the, the ones that flip open. Sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. XP, SP. No, it's like SD. And then there was like even two... There's like so many damn versions of the Game Boy Advance. There's the original, and then there's like a second one, and then there's the SD, and then there's like two versions. Like there's a second version of the SD also. It's got a brighter screen. Uh, I have that one. Is it XP? No, it's like it's SD, I think, or something like that. Game Boy... I I don't remember... Whatever, yeah, I keep talking, I'm sorry. But it's a lot smaller than I thought it was. SP like, is the one that I had. Sierra SP, Papa. Yeah, that's what it is, SP, but there's yeah. two versions of the, of the SP, even. Yeah. Um, and the second one just like, one was lit, has right? a whole lot, yeah, the second one has yeah. a lot bright, like this, on uh, the second one, the screen really looks good. It's like the first Game Boy that actually has a pretty good screen. Or actually, this was a really good screen. Uh, you don't have to have a, like you don't have to attach a gigantic flashlight onto it to be able to see it at night. It yep, really I nice. remember that. Um, but it's but like I said, it's like so much smaller than I thought. Like I thought, like whenever I had seen pictures, it looked kind of like like when you flipped it open. I imagined it being about the size of like an OG Game Boy, but it's like so it's so much. It's like half that size flipped open. 
It's so small. Uh, but it plays perfectly fine. You can see the screen and everything perfectly fine. It just really surprised me how small it was when I was playing on it. But it's really good. I think it's a really good uh, mobile device. Yeah, I think but, so, too. It's actually one of my favorites of all the Game Boys that I played on. Really? It was really durable, too, yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I've dropped my... Oh, yeah. I, I've done some dumb <laughs> shit, trust me. <laughs> so, you know anyway, I, mean? I played... I played Fire Emblem. I thought this was the original Fire... I thought this was the first Fire Emblem no, game. No, no. Yeah. When did Fire Emblem... Fire Emblem started Fire Emblem? it, and um, the very first one, I think, was on Super Nintendo. Damn. Yeah. I didn't realize that. So, but the one... But this one is just called Fire Emblem still, right? I don't know. I haven't followed Fire Emblem that much. I know that there's a few on the GBA, though. <laughs> Let me hold on. And the, the ones, I think, yeah, I think I'm we maybe only box. got one Fire Emblem game in the States on the GBA, <laughs> and then there were like two or three more, and we didn't get them, maybe. Okay, I'm looking at the box art. Right, It, is, it does just say Fire Emblem on the box. So that was why I thought it was the first one. What's in the box? Apparently it's not. But uh, it came out, in the box. <laughs> it came out 2000, 2003, and uh, so it's a strategy RPG, much it's like strategy RPG. Final Fantasy Tactics and that kind of stuff. Yeah! Wait, what are we talking about? I'm sorry, you got my attention now. What did you say? I know I did. That's what I, Wait, I know. what are we talking We're talking about good games now, correct? Is that what I heard? Yes, that's right. Fuck that is correct. Love you, Roberto. Yeah, I know. Long time. And, uh, so, the story, it's kind of like your typical, like, Final Fantasy-esque, RP, you know, classical, like, RPG-style, strategy RPG, whatever, you know, just kind of like fantasy RPG, that kind of stuff. Not, the, the story was, it wasn't bad. It wasn't incredibly interesting. There's a whole lot of it, though. Like, after every single battle, there's, like, five minutes of conversation, like, if you're going really fast through the dialogue. Like, you can skip it entirely. I didn't do that, but I just, like, scanned it real quick and just, like, had it go by as fast as I could without actually skipping it. And there is, like, in between every fight, there is a lot of, of story and a lot of dialogue going on. Um, so, just like any typical strategy RPG, you're on a map and you got all your guys and it's, like, you versus, you know, however many other bad guys. And it's turn-based, so you move all your people and have them attack. And then the other, and then you get, and then the, uh, the other, the bad guys get a chance to move all their guys and, and attack and get them into position, that kind of stuff. Uh, the game was pretty good. It wasn't amazing, but I, I had fun with it. Like, so the, the kind of what makes this game a little bit different than, I guess, a lot of other strategy RPGs at the time is, so you get these, uh, story characters throughout the game. And there are like a handful where like where if they get killed in battle then your game's over and you got to you know restart from a save or whatever but then the other ones like most of most of the guys who are on your team if they get killed you keep playing but you've permanently lost them uh now this is different from final fantasy tactics for instance in that game you still do lose <laughs> characters if they die but in this one, but you can always go back and just like, and, and I mean, it sucks, especially if you got a guy leveled up really high and then he dies, and then you got to get somebody to replace him and he's like a low level. That sucks. But in this game, you lose him outright. So if you lose a guy, he's gone, 
And there's, and there's no place to just go hire like mercenaries or anything like that. You only get people through the story. So there are not to mention in tactics, like they, there's a process to them dying. There are ways to avoid, even if someone loses all their HP. So all right, in tactics, what happens is if someone loses all their HP, they get kind of like knocked out. They're dead, but they're not gone yet. So they fall on the ground and then a timer pops up over their head. And that timer, uh, goes down at the same rate that their turn bar would fill up. Yeah. So every time their turn comes around, that timer counts down. It starts at three, and when it hits zero, they, uh, they crystallize or they turn into a chest. Yep. And that's when you can't, re- uh, save them anymore. Before then, you can use like a raise spell or phoenix downs, things like that, to prevent, to bring them back to their feet. Uh, Fire Emblem doesn't have anything like that, and it's kind of one of the biggest issues I've always had with Fire Emblem. It's the yeah, reason it's... I've never played through any of the Fire Emblem games, because if someone gets hit and dies, that's it, they're done. And the reason that, that sucks so much in that game is because you get crit all the time. Like, if yeah. you go up to a boss, most of the bosses that... uh in my experience, my limited experience in the early game of whatever GBA Fire Emblem I ended up playing is, uh, like, I would, uh, this was chapter, like, three or something, and I was going up against a bandit lord, and I, we surrounded this bandit lord, and we were at full health, and this guy turns towards one of my, my guys, and he swings his axe at him, and he crit, and he one-shot them from full health. So I had to reset and do all of that whole fight again if I wanted to save that person. And I was like, no, this isn't worth my time. I'm not going to support this game because of that, <laughs> that stupid nonsense. Yeah, that's I was, uh, that. I only had the one-hit-kill thing happen to me one time, but I think I mostly just got lucky because there's just one level where it's like kind of like a boss-like character, and she just like... She cast a spell on him, and I couldn't. She wasn't even within my vision, and she cast a spell on one of my story characters. Took him all the way down to zero, and it's game over. So like, that doesn't happen very much, but just the fact that it happens at all is kind of it's kind of shitty. Um, but so that whole like uh, type of like that whole game mechanic where yeah. if you lose somebody, they're gone for good, and you can't just always, you can't ever just go, like, hire somebody new. Whenever you get a new character, it's only because it's part of the story and you get a new character. So you lose them for good if they're gone. Because of that, uh, the way you have to play is, like, so So the battles themselves are not really that difficult, except for, like, a few of them. What makes them difficult is, again, not the battle itself, but having to play through the battle basically perfectly without losing anybody. And to me, that's not as fun as just having a really difficult battle like Final Fantasy Tactics, for instance, where, yeah, you might lose a guy or two, but maybe you'll get to res him, and if not, then you can you can always replace him, even though, that's, even though that process sucks. You always have some way around it. Whereas in this one, it's like, you got to play super perfectly. If you slip up in one little place, and one of your guys just gets surrounded and killed in one turn... Then he's gone for good, and that, and you've lost him for the entire rest of the game. That's not as fun to me, having to play absolutely perfect, perfectly against easy <laughs> opponents, as opposed to what's more fun to me, having to play not perfect against much more difficult opponents. So I didn't really care for that, and also this. Well, so as I was playing throughout the game, I mean, I lost 
not a ton of characters, but plenty to make it matter to where, like, when I was at the last level, I didn't have a really big party. And then what also what I also don't like about the game is how your uh, your weapons have durability. And then once what? once you yeah, once you Yeah, use that was a bit of weapon, a turnoff for me. It's not I guess it is durability technically and the way that it works is um you it, it's how many times you can use it. So like a weapon a long sword will have 50 durability and you can only use it swing it those 50 <clears throat> times and then you have to either buy new ones or find new ones or whatever. Which is which yeah. worried me a little bit. It's another one of the reasons I didn't want to get into the Fire Emblem series too much. Yeah, and so and the other thing about it, you can't you can't just buy a new sword whenever you need a new sword. Like you have to be on a map that's got a store that sells swords. There might be a store that sells only potions or something, but you have to like anytime you're on a map. Like so, it got to the point where anytime I was on a map because it's not really that frequent. Anytime I was on a, on a map that had a store that I happen first of all that you happen to also find uh, or get a chance to go to, then you just like stock up on whatever you can because you don't know the next time you're you're gonna find a place to buy swords and axes and bows and arrows and that kind of stuff. Uh, because the durability is, I mean, one weapon for a character that you use a lot might la- like could potentially last you only like three or four b- uh, battles. So this is what really screwed me. Um, even more so than losing characters throughout the game or throughout my playthrough is that, so I was on like the second to last level and I, and I could pretty much tell that the last, like I was a hundred percent sure, but I was like, all right, I'm pretty sure this is like the last level coming up. And occasionally you have optional missions that you can do. And I, up until this point I had done all the optional missions, but when I finished this level, so this second to last level, I lost a lot of guys because the boss on this level was really tough. So my party was kind of low. Also, there were, like, a shitload of guys that I had to kill on this level, so all my characters' weapons were down really low on durability. Like, they did not have many many swings yet, uh, many more, you know, uses of those at all before they just got destroyed. And so I was like, well, do I go and do this optional mission now uh, and hope that there's a store on this level where I can buy stuff? Or play it, I guess, safer and just go straight to the last level, take take what durability I do have left... And just try to be as efficient as possible. So I skipped that, went to the last level, and I don't have, like, I'm, my save right now is stuck with me on the last level without enough durability on my weapons to finish the damn game. Jesus, are you serious? Oh, that blows. <laughs> yeah. I've tried it, I've played through the level a couple times, and the, the last boss just has, she, she's really tough, and so you have to hit her a lot of times, and even just going, like, a lot of my guys have pretty good uh, defense, they'll, they'll avoid a lot of attacks, and some of them just won't take damage, or they'll take just a little damage. So I can avoid, or I can just run past most of the enemies on the stage, but by the, but when I get to the boss and start trying to attack her, I don't have enough endurance, I don't have enough durability to kill her with, my, with, with the weapons that I have. So I'm pretty much screwed. Uh, luckily, I, luckily, like I said, the story, it was all right. I didn't really care about it a whole lot. So I pretty much got the full gist of the game. I didn't really, you know, necessarily care too much about seeing how the story itself ended, but still that kind of sucks when you get to the last level of the game and you can't, and the reason you can't beat it is purely because your weapons are going to fall apart. (laughs) Yeah, that sucks pretty bad. So yeah, that pretty much sucks. I got like the strategy (laughs) RPG version of the, uh, Point and click, dead end. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. 
So overall, though, I mean, it, it wasn't. A, it's not a bad game. It's all right. Like I said, the the mechanics of the game are just such that you have to play it in a way that, to me, is not as fun as I guess more traditional strategy RPGs. If there, if that term even really makes sense, because it's, it's not like there were a whole shitload of them before this one. <laughs> so there you go, Fire. Yeah, that one, not bad. Kind of set the bar in a way. Yeah. It's yeah. There's so many things about that series that I'm just not into. Like I am with, like even say Tactics Ogre, for example. What's really cool about those games, like Tactics Ogre and Final Fantasy Tactics, for me, is uh, it's for one, it's not as crazy, over the top, annoying about some of its difficulty, such as <laughs> yeah. oh hey, this character died, you're screwed. Uh, and it doesn't also force you. Uh, tactics over in Final Fantasy Tactics don't force you to like play with these classes on these characters and stuff. Right. Oh, right. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, you know, another thing is the the battles like the, most of the character, like ninety percent of the characters, and, unless it's a spellcaster, you don't have like different uh, types of attacks that you can choose from and that kind of stuff. It's not like ooh, what, what would be the best attack to use or like you know or whatever to use in this scenario. It's like, if your guy's got a sword, or maybe, like, sometimes you can say, I want him to use his his uh, his lance rather than a sword. But other than that, it's like, yeah, just go up and attack him. You don't, like, think about how to attack. It's more like positioning right, yeah. and that kind of stuff, which, which also kind of just takes a little bit out of it. Well, I thought that there were some spellcasters, aren't there? Yeah, the, yeah, that, that's one. Okay. That, besides the spellcasters, there okay, are okay. spellcasters that can heal or attack or have like different types of spells. You, for the most part, the difference in spells is just like their strength or how far away they can cast them from, or whether they're going to do a heal instead. Yeah, do, is, are there anything like elemental weaknesses in the game? Um, actually, you know, what? I think there are. Uh, yeah, I think there are elemental weaknesses. Okay. I think it works kind of like the same. I th- if I remember correctly, because a lot of my spellcasters got killed. Uh. <laughs> I think it works the same way as the weapons do. Where like with the weapons, the three basic weapons are axe, sword, and uh, spear. And like, uh, sword beats axe, axe beats spear, spear beats sword. I think it's sort of similar with the different spells. There's like lightning and fire. Oh, okay. And void or something like that. Hmm. So there's fire emblem. Not terrible. I didn't love it, but I mean, I like. I had enough. I, I enjoyed it enough to where I was able to get through to the last level. So that's 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 something. Yeah, I didn't expect you to have made it that far. I was kind of shocked. <laughs> I just figured you'd be like, eh, I give up. I don't I don't want to play this. I figured you I figured you guys would have expected exactly what happened. I got to the very last level and then gave up. <laughs> that's true, actually. Come on, it's not like it's Chrono Trigger or anything. <laughs> Robert, ninety nine percent ring. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Got ninety nine percent problems. But- and a final boss ain't one. <laughs> one. There it is, dude. <clears throat> All right. Let's move on, unless there's anything else you guys... Jay, have you played any of the Fire... Have you played Fire Emblem? I played them a little bit when I was younger. I, I Primarily, I watched somebody else play, and I, I subbed in everyone saw. I like the series, but it never has drawn me in the way you know, some of the other that style of games have. The the new Wii U game is selling really well. It's like, it? Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen anything about it. Like, I've just huh. heard people say, yeah, like, yeah, this is really good, but I haven't, like, even seen a screenshot or anything of it, but I've heard it's supposed to be pretty good. Cool. I don't know if I'm necessarily going to check it out, but, uh, it's been selling really well. 
Uh, so you want to go to top six this time? Whoa, whoa, whoa! What yeah, overachievers? The overachieving gaming podcast. What? <laughs> so our top six. We're uh, skipping next week, though, right? We're not doing top oh, wait, three next week. You know week. what? How sad is it that the new Star Fox apparently isn't that good? I've oh, actually, really? I've heard very conflicting reports on that. I've Have heard you? that it's good. Uh, I've heard that the controls suck, and then I've heard other people going, "No, the controls don't suck. You suck." And blah blah blah. <laughs> wow, that's a good answer. I mean, that's that's about what I expect from the gaming community. <laughs> anyway, it's not I... that good. You're not that good. All right, you win. <laughs> you you got me. You did that it. That doesn't sound that doesn't sound like a typical internet conversation. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I think I'll probably end up buying it still eventually. But yeah, I kind of basically heard the same thing. Like, like a lot of people saying the controls suck, the game's okay, and then some people say like, "No, it's great." Yeah. So anyway, more on yeah. that later. Yeah. Top six inductees we would choose this year into the World Video Game Hall of Fame. So we mentioned this briefly earlier. The World Video Game Hall of Fame, which is done by the uh, Strong National Museum of Play in Rochester, New York. They've got this Hall of Fame. They just started it up last year. We had an episode on that where they had where they announced 15 uh, nominees, and they choose six to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. It's time for that again this year. They announced, uh, shortly before our last episode, they announced the 15 inductees this year, which are Oregon Trail, the Sims, Tomb Raider. I wrote Tom Raider on my thing. Uh, Minecraft. Tom, Tom Raider. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Listen, yeah. Minecraft, Sonic the Hedgehog, Civilization, Elite, Space Invaders, Pokemon Red and Green, John Madden Football, Final Fantasy 1, The Legend of Zelda, Grand Theft Auto 3, and Street Fighter 2. And once again, they're picking six of these. And by, at, this, at this point in time, they have chosen their six for this year. Oh. We'll go over those after we give our own sixes. I didn't even, uh, I didn't even see that. Funny enough. Yeah. So we're gonna go. Uh, so we're gonna do our top, top six this time. The six games that we would pick to be inducted out of these fifteen. I'll go first. Sounds okay. good. All right. Number six. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Pokemon Red and Green. Uh, clearly, Pokemon has become quite the franchise. Phenomenomenomena. It's pretty much a phenomenon. Something like yeah. a phenomena. Phenomena. I'm not a... Something like a phenomenon. <laughs> you know what's funny? I actually just started playing Pokemon again on my phone. Like I downloaded uh, GBA Emulator and I've been playing them like crazy. Nice. Just recently, last couple weeks. I mean, all right. So I have Pokemon on my list as well. Whoa, whoa, so, whoa! I'm sure come there's going to be a lot of. I'm th- with how many? Like, I, if it's yeah, on, no, I, I don't have my numbered or anything. How, so, how do we want to handle this? That's what I was gonna say. Do we want to just kind of like? Go around like Robert will say one if we if either of us have it we all kind of talk about it and then yeah yeah that's okay, kind of what I'm sure. yeah yeah well, so yeah I, I think Pokemon should be a shoe in it is a, a huge it's a monster of a game it has spawned God knows how many titles it's got to be around thirty different games yeah. released movies TV shows clothing movies action TV. figures <laughs> it's just got tons and tons following. of stuff. It's yeah. a huge. Oh, I love Pokemon. Subculture. I grew up with it. I, I still have like a thousand cards upstairs. Like I, it was. Oh God, Pokemon's amazing, <laughs> man. Nerd. Dude, that, that game like, was really me, great too. Like I'm not even a Pokemon fan, but I but I gotta have. I mean, it's like without a doubt. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not a very. I'm not big on Pokemon myself, but it's a huge part of the gaming lexicon. Nope. Yeah. 
Right, and the games are really fun. The games are really fucking fun, like, regardless. Jay, what do you yeah. have? Six. I don't, I don't, we're not even gonna do a number, um, cause I don't okay. think it's, well, give, that okay, was like give number one. two on mine, so. Give one. Um, don't have Space Invaders. Uh, let's go, let's start with that okay. one. I'm sure this is on your list, Robert. Okay. Is it? No. This is how we're doing this, Robert. It was, no? it was my number, it was, it barely did not make the cut. Wow. Blake? No, I didn't have it on mine either. Wow. This um, is a tough to one. me, I, we kind of talked about this one, I think, on the last podcast, and for me, I just feel like it's it on the edge. It's it, it it just hasn't left as much of an impression. Like, I feel it, like it's it iconic, has, though. Like, it, I uh, to a degree, yeah. And I think that's kind of one my of thought. The stipulations was like it's a widely recognized in pop culture right. or something like. It yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. that was kind of my parameters to this. Like, not not so much like, oh, this game, you know, did this much for me personally or for the gaming community. Like, I was thinking more of iconic because I was talking to Robert about this before we started. Like, Final Fantasy One is, it's to be honest, it's not that great of a game. It, it's fun, but I mean, obviously, it spawned an amazing series, and then like the later ones are really good. But like Space Invaders is like it's incredibly iconic. I mean, you see it ever. You see it on T-shirts. You see it on the internet all the yeah. time. People always reference to it in shows and stuff. Like. That's kind of the way I took this this top six, at least. I've even got a little like graphic on my uh, so like in on my PC, I run a virtual machine that's got a a Linux distri- uh, distribution on it mm-hmm. uh, for when I do like mostly for work stuff. And I when I've got I've got that to where when I launch it, it, it opens a few windows like command line windows, and one of them is, one of them I have it to where it just uh, like prints out a display of like a little Space Invaders game going on. <laughs> Like, just little things like that. Like, just that you could find something like that, you right. know? So, yeah, I agree with you. Like, <laughs> I can play Space Invaders for, like, a few minutes before I get bored. But just Oop. the fact that it's yeah. become, like you said, it's, it's so iconic. Yeah, exactly. I think that that was the key for me to put this on my list. I'm glad, that's cool. I'm glad I had one that you guys didn't have, though. Yeah. Blake? Um, Want to go with the obvious one? Uh, I'm going to go with one of my less obvious ones, I think, actually. I'm going to throw out John Madden football. Ah, okay. I know Robert. Robert was a big fan of this Um, I actually think this one is really interesting just because... uh, I'll let Robert talk about this more, but, I mean, this (laughs) kind of spawned the sports game insanity that we've seen for 20-some years now, you know? Uh, You can go in any used game store today and find 500 different copies of sports games they're very, very popular, and they're they have new versions of every single one every year. Uh, like nowadays, we even have Football Manager on. Oh Steam. yeah, like this John Madden football helped spawn an entire genre. Here's yeah, the tough is... question: NBA Jams or NFL Blitz? Uh, NBA Jam. NBA I, I'm, I'm going with Blitz. I know, I know you guys are both. I, I think, I think Jams is more, more. I just love Blitz. Dude. I, give I like, it, I like NFL Blitz a lot too. Big head, little body. Oh my god. You got that Shit, on NBA baby. Jam also. No, that's what I'm talking about. NBA Jams. Oh, okay, you can do it, well, you can do it on both games. Oh, I didn't know you could do small body in, in Blitz. I thought it was just the big. Well, head. well, I'm sorry. It was yeah, it was just big head. I meant like oh, okay. comparison to the. Gotcha, gotcha. But so John Madden was my number. Was my next one? My number five. Pretty much for the same reason, like, this one, like, you know, nowadays, like, uh, does EA still has, like, the exclusive rights to NFL stuff, right? 
I believe so. It sounds like sure a VA thing. Yeah, but like back, you know, 15, 20 years ago, there were so many different companies coming out with their own NFL football games, like trying to be the best one, and like consistently – John Madden was always the best one. Like, I played plenty. Like, I used to play a ton because I used to be obsessed with football when I was little. So, like, I, there were a lot of football games that I played, and I had fun with a lot of them, but it was always John Madden football. That was always the best one and always, like, consistently the best one. Like, every year I might buy, like, two football games. One of them was always John Madden, and that always turned out to be the best one. And that was the one that, like, I played all the time with my friends. Uh, they, they just, like, they just nailed it. They just did everything so well. Uh... They always made really awesome games, and like, and especially if you're going through like the influence that it's had, like John Madden, like football. That's like everybody knows what that is. Like that is the that's the standard for like what a good football game should be, even before it beca- even before they became like the only people allowed to make NFL football games. So yeah, I don't think you can, I think kind of similar to Pokemon, you can't really. I mean, it's a totally different crowd, but same exact influence. You can't really. Even if you're not like a football fan or you don't like John Madden football, you can't argue that it didn't have a huge impact on on sports games. Next, that is Robert. Oh, did you wait? No, John Madden. Okay, all right, all right. I see how we're doing. Yeah, so that's you. You're up, Robert. Oh no, I'm sorry. That yeah, no, that was mine. That was mine also. I was piggybacking on Blake. Yeah, no, we're. Did you not? But he, so what Jay just, still wants to go around like yeah, that. So right. it's you first, Jay, me. So now it's back. So you, to you want me so. to go to my to my number yeah. four? Yes. Okay. Well, the, these lists are gonna go just real. Whatever like, number. Just go. It doesn't matter. Just go. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'm going with A. Final Fantasy. Okay. Blake, is same that on your list? Same yeah, it is on my list. Like, yeah, it's on my list as it's well. It's an enormous <laughs> franchise, like one of the longest lasting franchises ever. Titles now. Yeah, Jesus. and uh, not to mention the side titles. Yep. And the uh, that people the have. On the best game ever made. I mean, let's be honest here. <laughs> Can't have tactics. I, it saved a company that has kind of helped shape video games as we know them. So, um, that the big story uh, everyone's probably heard it by now. Final Fantasy uh, was the last game that Square was going to make, except it was a huge financial success. It pulled them out of the gutter and made them enough money to stay afloat. So they were able to make more games, more Final Fantasies. And the game itself isn't that important, but uh, what it did for gaming was super important. It introduced RPGs to the Western market, uh, uh, more so than Dragon Warrior did, as, uh, to my understanding. Um, and it always competed with Dragon Warrior as a series. It competed with Dragon Warrior over in Japan. And uh, I feel like it almost has to be in there. Yeah, yeah I think there's no question about it. I yeah. mean, like you said, like I mean, you... it spawned numerous titles. It's made them shit tons of money. It, it just... It's just evolved into so much more now. It, it's crazy to think about, like, playing that game back in the day when it first came out or the first couple of years it came out and just seeing what it came to today is just nuts. Yeah. And it, and like you said, like what, like you said, Jay, this wasn't even like a – it was like – well, especially now. It was – it's not a really good game. Like, it's yeah. good, but it's pretty – like, you got to have – you got to make sure playable. you playable. Right. Yeah, yeah. You got to make sure you got the right party composition. Yep. Oh yeah. Uh, Play five priests or four priests and see how far you can get. Yeah. 
They've got <laughs> the like the hardest fucking combo. They've got like a lot of different classes you can play on that. Yeah, range. you have red mage, black mage, white mage, warrior, thief. I think that's everything, right? Five. Uh, uh, no, there's there's like mages, a red mage, there's fighter. Like fighter, fighter. Well, there's yeah, a monk, fighter. right? Yeah, yeah there's, there's like a monk. Belt. Black belt. That's Which is a thief? No, no, no. There's they're different. Nope. Thief becomes ninja. Black belt becomes master. I think. And you know how all like, thieves get black belts once they're good enough thieves. Uh, black belt fighter, <laughs> red mage, thief. Yep, you guys are right. White mage, black mage. And you just choose them all right at the start. Like it's not like you get them as you, it's not like they come in through the story or something. It's like this is my party. This is what I'm going with. Let's hit this. All right, uh, Jay. What's your next one? Hello? Jay? Jay, did you die? I'm sorry, my mic was muted. I was, oh, I was talking for a while there. Uh, so this kind of piggybacks <laughs> off the same idea we were just talking about. So uh, Tomb Raider is also on my list, and is it on either of yours really? before? Boo! Why? I'm just joking. Why boo, Robert? Oh, okay. I'm just, just, like, it's, just it's not, just no, it's not on, it's on my list. list. No. Okay. So this this is more so of of um what it kind of created, kind of like similar to Final Fantasy. So for me, Tomb Raider 2 is the most iconic in my eyes. It is a fantastic game. I played through it a lot of, a lot of times when it came out um initially. And so Tomb Raider 1 was it was okay. It was not a very good game, but it I don't know if it actually did well in terms of like sales or anything, but I know it was pretty popular. I knew a lot of people played it. And then when the second one came out, there was a lot of hype that kind of built up off that. And everybody pretty much auto-bought the second one. And it was actually an incredible game from from there. Sweet. I don't think... Tomb, uh, for me, Tomb Raider kind of pales to a lot of the competition this year. For me, it doesn't. I, I look at that list, like, I was like, ah, uh, uh. So some of these games I'm not really familiar with. I, I read about them, and I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool, like, you know. Like, we'll talk about this more afterwards, but I, I looked at the list, and I'm like, okay. But, yeah. Sure, sure. Okay. Uh, Blake, what you got? Um, I know this one's going to be on your list, Rob. Let's go with Street Fighter 2. I knew this was going to Oh, happen. there you go. That, that was, the, be, that was yeah. the other one I was going to put in. Oh, yeah. This is my number one, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Really? That high? Yeah. Wow. Oh, shit. What are you talking about? Well, I mean, there's a lot of really good high. games on this list, Robert. This is a pretty hard list when you get down to it. Like, when I looked at it, I thought, well, this one could be in, this one could be in, this one, this one. I, I was kind of yeah. iffy on a lot of them. Uh, and then, like, looking at it again, I'm like, yeah, all, a lot of these games could easily make it in. And I like part of me wants to redo some of my list even like it's really tough. But um, all right, so Street Fighter Two. Reason this is on here, it again, it basically spawned the competitive fighting game genre. Uh, yeah. Street Fighter One did not do anything close to what Street Fighter Two did. Street Fighter Two actually. Street Fighter actually, One isn't even worth talking about. Pretty much, it's honestly not. It's just a bad game. It's it's really not good. Street Fighter Two. Uh, people played this competitively, and that spawned an entire again it spawned a whole genre of video games. And it's a uh, this is one unlike most of the others that we've talked about so far that that holds up really well. It's still a really good game. Uh, someone no I mean, no what the very very original release. I, it's it's uh it's not great. You can still sit down and play it together, but it's got a lot of flaws. Like, it's what? a fairly broken game at What's the higher have? levels. 
Well, like the character tiers and stuff. It's extremely so they're not like not balanced. balanced. Yeah. But it's that's still fun. Okay, yeah, like, like you can sit down and play it with a friend. Like that, that's fine. Fun. Yeah, that's totally that's, different. Okay, that's what I mean. Yeah, if you're if you're like dedicating your life to it and you're playing it professionally, yeah. And this is before yeah. they started really paying attention to like making sure everything was super balanced, precisely. Yeah. Yeah. But like exactly. just playing it, like you can still have a hell of a lot of fun playing this game. Maybe you can. <laughs> Yeah. And it's also be, and this is another one that's kind of become like, like this, like set the standard for fighting games pretty much. Like, Mortal Kombat deviated away from this in, a, in its own way and did a great job in what it was doing. But as far as like just pure fighting, like pure good fighting games go, like street, this is like Street Fighter Two is like, all right, this is what an awesome fighting game is. Right? You hear me? Yes. Yes. I. The way that you phrased it, it sounded like you were going to say some more. So I, was <laughs> I was about to, but then I realized I didn't have anything else to say. <laughs> all right. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Next. <laughs> Jay. Right? Turn. Yep. I feel like I just hey. went, but okay. Uh, oh, Blake. Wait, we, no, we, yeah. no, Robert, yeah. it's you because I just went. Okay. I think I, I thought I was going first. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Last. So my next one, we already did Final Fantasy. My uh, Legend of Zelda. Yeah, that was, that's pretty what much, I was going to talk about next. So pretty cool. much same exact reasons as Final Fantasy and all that, and Pokemon, like... I mean, Zelda, Legend of Zelda was... It was really interesting at the time. Like, you know, you go back and play this now, and there are, like, a lot of things wrong with it. You're like, damn, this game is really <laughs> unreasonable to try to be. But, like, it was really fun back when it first yeah. came out. Like, even if you couldn't... Even if you got stuck, like, hardcore and didn't know what to do, like, it was fun enough to just pick up and play... And explore and go around, try to find new stuff, uh, despite being really frustrating. Because especially back then, this was at a time where like everybody doesn't have like five thousand games in their Steam library, and they're it, they don't have time to just spend like days on one game, like not making any progress. Uh, it was a little bit different back when Legend of Zelda came out, and like the music, like almost like the music is like. Still, some of the best music, like some of the best video game music that you'll find. Like it is like so, like so, like the music itself is super iconic. Yeah, mm-hmm. I used to sit there at the intro screens, mm-hmm. to listen to it sometimes. Yeah, I, oh man, like even just hearing you do 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 do, do it, like I was at a, <laughs> do 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 it. Is that what you said? I think I told this story a while back, but I was at this uh, convention here that they used to have in Birmingham. Just kind of like a small, sort of like sort of like Comic Con style thing, obviously magnitude smaller. But uh, there's one booth. These guys were selling. They, it was like this guy, this 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 place that sells like old uh, like old retro consoles and games and stuff like that. They had a, a Nintendo set up, and uh, people were just like walking by. And I was walking by the booth, and they turned they turned on the TV and they turned on the Nintendo, and the Legend of Zelda music came on, and everybody heard it and just like stopped. Like stopped in their tracks and turned and like watched to see what was going on just just on hearing the music. It's uh it was so good. I actually didn't have Zelda on my list, which I regretted after we what? started. Oh, really? Well, I didn't have it on the first because I when I first looked at it, I thought of it as like as a game, not as the icon that. It oh, became. okay, okay, okay. And the difference for me between Legend of Zelda and Final Fantasy when I was first looking at it is like Final Fantasy kind of like saved. 
that company. It was very important, and then Zelda didn't have nearly as much of an impact directly. The game itself didn't, but what it became and what it spawned and everything is extremely huge and important to video games. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, like you said, it spawned such a huge thing. This is another one where that's clearly had an enormous impact. Yeah. Um, all right, right. I have, next. Uh, Jay, Jay's up next. How oh, many do you have left? This is my Jay? last one. This is my last oh. one. <laughs> <clears throat> so, GTA 3. Let, let's, uh, I'm amazed yep, that this one of my last two. Yep. If, if, if this was a list, this would probably be in my top one or two. Like, it's just, <clears throat> I mean, you play GTA 1, GTA 2, they're fun games, they're overhead views, they're, they're kind of arcade style games, there's limited story development, and then you play GTA 3 and you're like, what is this? This is amazing. Like, it was, it was during the time when this game was getting a lot of criticism for the violence and all the, you know, the shit that happened that made the game so engrossing and the storylines were cool and it developed into this amazing, to use a better word, iconic, you know, uh, just there's just no way. It's just so fucking good. It was so fun. I played this game for no, a crazy amount of hours. There's just no, no getting around it. <clears throat> and it kind of created the sandbox genre, the action sandbox. Yeah. Which we, it was so fun uh, to find all the random shit in those games too. My God. Oh, yeah. I, miss, I miss games before the internet. I mean, this game, you know, obviously came out with the internet, but it wasn't as easily and readily available as it is today. <clears throat> Yeah, uh, this this is this is my number two, and like this is we've talked about this many times. Like, where you hear about games being like so huge when they first came out, and like just totally changing everything and being like so many like leaps and bounds ahead of everything else that had come out before it. Like, without exaggerating, this was all of those things. Yeah, It really redefined games at the time and the way that developers approached games. Made Rockstar a lot of money, too. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, it made him a hell of a lot of money. Like, there was nothing close to this when this came out. Like, as far as, like, you can kind of see, like, the progress of certain, like, types of games and that kind of stuff, you know, like, throughout most of gaming history. But this was one where they made, like, a huge leap beyond anything else that was out there. Yeah. Well, that was my. That's all. That, that we've covered all everything on my list. What was your number one? My number one was Street Fighter. Street II. Fighter Two. Oh, right, right. Okay. Um. Then that just leaves my last one. Uh, an interesting pick. I don't know the game exactly itself, but I'm going with Nurburgring. Okay. Uh, I figured when I stepped back and thought about it for a second. Oh, I left that off. Just, I'm sorry. I left that. I left. I'm sorry. Real quick. I left that off when I was listing the all of the nominees. Oh. Nurburgring to uh, just to just to let the listeners know if if they weren't listening to the last episode, this was like the first arcade style racing game that was like 3D kind of not like 3D but uh, like with glasses but like 3D style racing. Uh, <laughs> not 3D with glasses. The setup is like, like a physical thing that you interact with. Yeah, it's got a steering wheel and all that. This was the first one of those. And for me, like the reason I picked it, I I feel like arcades are very much on the at least in the states they're on their way out, so it's difficult to like. Yeah, I can't find one here. It's so sad. Pick. But the reason I picked it is because it's 
Like, think of how big the peripheral market is nowadays. Oh, yeah. Even, like, uh, the Wii Mario Kart game, like, that was sold with a steering wheel accessory. Uh, on the Nintendo, we had the Zapper. Uh, Super Nintendo, we had the light gun, or uh, the, like, light cannon thing. And it's been a huge part of the video game business. And uh, I kind of attribute that to this game, then. Since if this was the first game with a steering wheel and all this other cool stuff that it did, um, kind of a big deal. And now, I, USA. yeah, now I want to know what actually got picked. I, oh I'm yeah, not, I actually don't know. Okay, yeah. so so we've gone, we, we've done all of ours, right? Yep. Okay. Let's uh, let me pull up the old list. All right. One, two, three. Okay, I got everything here. All right, number all right, first one on the list, GTA three. Woo! Yep, sounds all right. Next. Sonic oh. the Hedgehog. Sonic No uh, I don't care Next. That really move. The Legend of Zelda. Yay. Um, two for three. Wait, hold on. Hold on a second. One, two, three, four. Wait, hold on. I think I'm messing something up here. Oh, my just... God, Robert. Sorry. It's like you weren't prepared for this. One... Is he ever? Let's be honest. Hey, feel free to email us at... What's something... you hate, Robert? <laughs> well... Okay. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, okay. I'm right so far. Okay, next. So we've done Grand Theft Auto 3, Sonic the Hedgehog, Legend of Zelda. Next, The Oregon Trail. Really? And... Really? I mean, that's... Really? The reason I see them being on there is because of the whole iconic thing. Like, you, yeah. everybody knows what Oregon Trail is. Yeah. Even if it hasn't had a huge, long-lasting, important effect on video games, It's uh, it kind of falls in the same line as... Um, what were the two we were talking about? Zelda and what was the other one? Final Fantasy? No. There was another one. Uh, uh, doesn't matter. John Madden Football. Just forget it. Um, <laughs> Pokemon? Stop! Sorry, go on. It's Pokemon, yeah. And where it's like, you can just, everybody recognizes that. You see it in TV shows all the all the time, etc. So, I get that. Oh, Space Invader. That's what, what it was. It? What was oh, it? right, okay. I've got some socks with... Oregon. A Pokemon? <laughs> <laughs> this one, like, I yeah, I pretty much agree with you, and I think... Kind of what what all, what all of our thoughts were probably coming up with our list were like, sure, yeah, this one is that. It's super iconic. But there are other games that were at least as iconic and better games <laughs> and more influential. So anyway, that's that's that was the next one. Uh, after that, we got The Sims. Uh, let's <laughs> not go into this. Let's not go into this. Let's just go further, please. please. Uh, not, not we talked about this a little bit last time. Yeah, it's... It's kind oh, of this is, like this a whole really different type of market. So they have two spots and four good ones left. They goofed. I can't. If one of them is I Minecraft, I'm just gonna leave call. So just adds this up. doesn't like anger <clears throat> me that it's on the list, but still, I'm oh, like, there's so many better choices here. Um, next is wait. So we've done GTA three. There's only one left, right? No, two. Sims. Hold on, we got GTA three, Legend of Zelda, huh? Oregon Trail, The huh? Sims, Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay, okay, you're right. okay, go ahead. Last one is Space Invaders. So, 
All right. What? <laughs> Blake's Blake had the perfect response. All right. <laughs> I mean, you tell me that, that this list did not have Pokemon on it. It didn't. Yeah, I don't know how. Like Pokemon. that one to me is an absolute shoe in. That one is the most over the Sims. Over the Sims for yeah, it sure. Didn't have Pokemon or. That's the most confusing and the most angering is... Minecraft should be over The Sims. Like, I don't even care about Minecraft. Minecraft should be about The Sims. It's you know what? Bigger. It really should... It Honestly, it actually should be, really. I mean, like, because... For what... I can't see you arguing any reason that The Sims should be on here that's different from why Minecraft should be on here. And Minecraft is much more of a phenomenon, I think, uh, than Sims. Sonic the Hedgehog should not even be on there, though. Like, there's way too many good ones. I mean, Street Fighter alone above Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog, I guess, because... Uh, no, never mind. No, I take that back. No, pass. That, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's that's garbage. <clears throat> boycotting. Hashtag boycott 2016. I'm glad Grant the oh, yeah. it. I really wish Street Fighter would have been on there. Yeah, I don't know how some of those didn't get in. That's yeah. such, so odd. It's just weird. <laughs> but yeah, I really think they picked, like, honestly, I feel like... A lot of the ones they picked were like the weak, like the weakest choices they yeah. have out of that fifteen. For sure. But anyway, I mean, I they, they, I think they all ultimately deserve to. There's none of these. I'm like, what the fuck? That doesn't need to be in here, like at all. Like they're fine being in the Hall of Fame, but compared to the competition, I think there were a lot better choices to go with. But all of them certainly important. The, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we don't need to go to it. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're you're right. Like, I mean. What you said is exactly accurate. The, all these deserve to be on this list, but they should not have made it. Some of them should not have made it through. Yeah. For sure. Send your emails to Museum of Play, something at museumofplay.org. Send your angry emails. Don't do that. Don't do that. Send us your email, and we'll talk about it. Yeah, that <laughs> seems better. Speaking of emails, oh, actually, no. before we go into emails, I got something I want to show you guys. Alright. Okay. Okay, I made some. Better not be so you... penis again, I swear. Yeah, seriously, it's, it's another Sonic the Hedgehog getting blown by Knuckles, dude. <laughs> is that is that like a new sexual term then? Like a knuckle no. blowjob or something? <laughs> knuckle knuckle <blow> BJ. <laughs> <laughs> I really Ugh. don't even want to think about what that would mean. There's uh, a guy I would not like to get a hand job from. No, oh, definitely not, dude. That guy's probably got calluses of the yang. Talk about knuckles. Well, not, yeah, not to mention, I mean, he's got knuckles. What about well, uh, the the thing from Marvel Comics? That would be bad. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> All right. You put a lot of thought into was this that, already, haven't you? Was um, that really so out of line compared to what the conversation already? Yes, because it's from well, you and not me. I'm allowed to say that. Where? It was just <laughs> no, so. Yeah. Thing. What about the thing? Right? <laughs> yeah, that was kind of off topic. That is actually really accurate. <laughs> I had to do a quick inventory of my head with the people with the most disturbing hands head. for that type of... <laughs> and fucking Freddy Krueger, son. All right, we're going on. Yeah, but... The, uh, Top three oh, yeah. characters you wouldn't like to get blowjobs or handjobs from in video games. <laughs> 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 that list... Uh, I actually kind of want to do that list a little bit. Can we Malina do that on, like, Mortal Kombat? I gotta do two. Uh, let's, we'll think about it. Let's, let's stick to, let's, t let's stick to, uh, the top three that we discussed earlier. By the way, r real quick, I almost forgot. Uh, as I was walking to the back of the house to do this recording, I asked my wife, I said, Hey, we're doing 
video game Hall of Fame inductees, what video game would you like to see in the Hall of Fame? She doesn't know shit about. She doesn't. Yeah. Obviously, she's a woman, right? Right. I don't. I don't know. I say obviously as if y'all should know her. Yeah, she's not. She's not in the games. But her, uh, her, her off the cuff nomination was for Duck Hunt. Oh wow, that's iconic. It's kind of like Space Inventors with the. That's that's not bad. All right, so as a better pick than The Sims. As I was saying before, we got rudely interrupted by my internet connection. Uh, I made something, and I'm going to show it to you guys. Oh, right now. Jesus Christ. So, oh, uh, <sighs> two things are converging right here. So, one, you know that uh, we, we often talk about Kickstarters. Yep. And how they get a little bit, they've got a little bit ridiculous, a little bit out of hand. Another thing, another thing I was thinking of is how like they always use the same buzzwords like we got a roguelike, such such like retro style, Lovecraftian, you know, all those kind of yeah, buzzwords that they use on, when they're marketing their kickstarters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We got that one thing going on, right? You mm-hmm. hear me? Yep, for sure. Also, I'm a web developer. That's what I do. Oh, you, are you really? Congratulations! I didn't know. That's, <laughs> that's what I do for my job. Wait, are you going to develop things to steal money from people? I thought it would be fun to create a uh, basically a Kickstarter uh, knockoff, a a crowdfund generator that generates random Kickstarters or random crowdfunded games. I'm I'm not using the word Kickstarter on it. It's called crowdfund generator. I gave it it gave it a big old list of like words and told it to put them together in certain ways to create uh, ridiculous sounding games. That are looking to be crowdfunded. Oh, this is kind of cool. Okay. You can find this at yesdonuts.io, which is God, you website. and your goddamn web domains. What was the last <laughs> one? What was the last one? Uh, orange pixel, soda party or something? Pixel, pixel, <laughs> orange soda party? <laughs> pixel nachos was the last. Pixel, that was for the all star okay. after school. What am I even this hearing is, right now? Yes, I don't know. Go to yesdonuts.io slash crowdfund, please. Oh, my God. And let me tell you, as you're doing this, to refresh and to see a new generated, randomly generated crowdfund, click the refresh button on the You didn't link in chat? Dude, I'm not opening up Chrome and typing that in. <laughs> Here. You don't think, I don't think you realize how lazy I am. There's By the way, I still got to stomp you a brood war one of these days. Let me know if we're going to schedule that so I can happen. start practicing. No, we're okay. playing Overwatch. Uh, not tonight, anyway. obviously. To refresh the page, it does. Uh, browsers with, with their caching have a little bit of trouble with their actual refresh button. So if you click the refresh button on the page, that's the best way to refresh. Yeah, it's working for me. And see a new thing. This is hilarious, dude. So we got. Tell me if you get a good one. So for instance, for those listening, the one I've got right now. Oh, I got a good one. Murder oh. of the Harvest Hero, a stylized free-to-play strategy RPG. Uh, here's what our team has been saying about it around the office. It reminds me of back when I used to play games like Shining Force. It's like if Tactics Ogre was made in 2016. What you got, Jay? I got Sacrifice of the Blue Rose, a sandbox-style <laughs> minimalistic stealth game. Our team's been saying it's like a cross between Dishonored and Half-Life, a throwback to classic stealth games like Hitman. <laughs> I, I think mine wins. This is... Just about the best thing ever. I have Talisman of the Dwarven Story, a roguelike <laughs> open-world adventure game. Oh, my God! <laughs> Here's what our team has been saying about it 
around the office. It's like if The Wolf Among Us was made in 2016. (laughs) (laughs) Reminds me of back when I used to play games like Monkey Island. (laughs) Oh my god, Robert. (laughs) You fuckboy. I'm gonna play with, I'm, I'm not, I'm sorry, even though it's the only thing, I, I'm gonna play with it for a few minutes and probably just yell at some random things. Oh my, my favorite God. game title that I've gotten so far, just in like playing with this and like testing it out, make sure it was working right and everything. I got one that was called City Boy. <laughs> and then, but I got one that was called Sun Moon, but my favorite so far was just called The Black Hero. <laughs> That's awesome, actually. Well, of action, man. It works. Yeah. Let's see what else we can get, uh, Let's see. Scholar of the Twin Ring. A Lovecraftian steampunk twin stick shooter. Oh my like, god, those words just make me cringe. Like I'm gonna curl up on the floor like a dead roach. It's like if Asteroids was made in 2016. God damn it, dude. <laughs> I like the, the, the pledge tiers. $10,000. Shit, son. What's wrong with you? Yeah, those, I was starting to get a little bit, those were like the last things that I put on here. I didn't put as much effort into like the pledge tiers and the stretch goals. As I did into like the the game titles and the descriptions. Hilarious. All right. All right. Good to go. Emails. You can check it out at yesdonuts.io slash crowdfund. That was really funny. Well done, Robert. Tweet uh, it. Tweet uh, thank it. you. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll do it. I'm just not right now. Um. Email. All right. We got one email from Chase. You know the night cleaner. Mm-hmm. He says, hey, Robert, J and Blake. We got another nice long one from Chase. Hey, Robert, J and Blake. Awesome job on the last show. Thanks. And as always, thanks for reading through my, well, my, through my emails. You're welcome. And most importantly, thank you for just calling me Chase. First off. Oh, yeah. He didn't want to be called. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He don't want to be called Charlie the Night Cleaner. First off, Blake. <laughs> Enter the Gungeon is amazing. When you said it was a crueler, gun-centric bastard child of Binding of Isaac and Nuclear Throne, Blake may not have said that word for word. I have- <laughs> uh, next off. Totally accurate, though, yeah. But are you still playing that? I need to go back to it. I haven't 100%ed it yet. Okay. Uh, hold on. Let's go. I was sorry. I was playing with my website again. Innocent. Uh, I'm sorry. Next off, sorry I broke Robert for a few minutes there near the end of the show last time by bringing up that super awkward episode I now call Hottest Proper Ninjas. Oh, gosh. Robert. By the way, the, the subject of Chase's email is the real proper lady ninja. Blizzard ignores the nostalgia market and the things we learned on the playground delayed and my top three games for Hall of Fame. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good title. Uh, I know. So. Sorry, I broke him on the awkward, talking about the super awkward episode. Robert, your idea of a proper lady ninja was Kasumi from DOA 2. All I can remember from your discussion was that Ayan was the edgy, sort of callous, naughty one. Oh my but god. You were, <laughs> but you were more interested in a proper lady ninja like Kasumi. Also, Bass Armstrong loses his shit. When Zack hits on Tina Armstrong in that game. Okay, that's what I was thinking of, or just kind of what I was thinking of. I would say either because of racism or the fact that Zack sometimes dresses as a silver Teletubby. Uh, do y'all remember this? Do y'all remember this, uh, this, I, I mean, like, I don't, I don't think Jay, you played this game very much. Blake, do you remember the silver Teletubby outfit that Zack? No. Had? It was like one of his alternate costumes here. I paste, he sent me an image of it. 
right here. It's like Zach is one of the fighters, of course, and he's dressed in like this silver reflective costume, and it's got like a big old like floppy antenna coming off the forehead. There we go. There's Zach's one of his alternate costumes. That looks like I sort of remember that. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah. Uh, hold on, let me go back. Okay, here we go. I was really interested in the conversation about Blizzard punishing private server creators and users of old WoW versions. From a business standpoint, and probably the thinking of the money-making side of Blizzard Activision, a community that chooses to play an expired version of WoW splits, splits the client base, so in true corporate fashion, extinguishing the largest threats to splintering your customer pool will result in them becoming returning customers, right? Seems to be working really well for them. I can't tell if he's being, if Charlie's... I think he's being sarcastic. I think he is. Here's the thing. I feel like the people running the business end of Blizzard Activision think this will work. Why? Because they aren't gamers. They are CEO businessmen, and this type of practice is how they got to the top in their fields. The problem with this type of thinking is that video game audiences are some of the most perceptive and engaged slash informed people on the planet about the games they love. About the things they love, games. Mm -hmm. Hostile takeover, rampant lawsuits, and general business-style bullying is frowned upon by a community that already had to go through that in high school. What is (laughs) the most... (laughs) That's a bumper sticker right there. It took me a second to get that. What is really the most disappointing is that legacy server... What is that? That's sorry. (laughs) The hell? (laughs) What is really the most disappointing is that legacy server folks still want to play WoW, but in true classic game fan style, they want the good old WoW, and Blizzard would rather spend money on muffling these requests and racking up the legal bills required to enforce a shutdown. Instead Instead of creating something that they already have the assets for, and that if they set up would allow them to make money on a niche market, much as Jay said last episode, I find the aggressive and hostile nature in which this topic is being dealt with by Blizzard Activision to be really out of touch with reality. Not only are they refusing to consider that the best version of their product isn't the existing one, but also they are actively trying to destroy the possibility of playing what to many could be considered the greatest version of that product, just crazy and sad. Well said. Play, uh, That's exactly how I feel. That's pretty much how you... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I meant to talk about this a little bit earlier, but uh, to touch on what you were saying about it, Jay, with it being like a legal thing to protect their IP, like if they could explain that better, like if it has something to do with we need to shut this down because of it sets like a, a precedent where if we allow it, then we have to allow all this stuff potentially in court cases in the future if it comes to that if they had done something more like that, uh, and if they had done it earlier after shutting down the server, like the day of, I don't think many people would have been anywhere near as mad. I agree, and also if right. they yeah. had an alternative product, if they said, "Yeah, we don't, yeah. Want, we don't want people yeah. free range doing this because we're going to do this," but considering they are denying a product that they don't provide, that is where it really pisses people off. Because nobody, it's not the same thing. It is not the same thing to play on the server that I play on, and then go play retail. It is a complete. It it can be two different genres. Like it's so different. It's not even close. That's the problem. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, Oh, damn right you do. So we, 
So yeah, we kind of covered that earlier, but yeah, I, I, uh, I was going to say there was, there was one thing that I was going to say, but I've, I've forgotten it now. Yeah. As, as far as the aggressive and aggressive and hostile nature, I think, uh, yeah, they were a little bit, the, their like response to finally telling us what's going on kind of ameliorated that, but I wish it would have been Good a lot worse. Jesus. Also, <laughs> also, I don't, the, the only thing that I would disagree with here is that they've, racked up a lot of legal fees by doing this. I'm sure that they have lawyers directly for yeah, the company. Yeah, that are paid for all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's kind of a, that's not really a, an important part of what he was saying. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, but do you know what isn't crazy and sad? Do you guys know? The Sims was on that list. I'll tell you what's not crazy and sad. Road of the Beast Man, a steampunk procedurally generated puzzle game. It's like a cross between the Talos principle and civilization. Damn it, Robert. Sorry. All right. Uh, where do we go? Uh, oh, you're no, doing it that shit sad. again. <laughs> I was like, I completely <laughs> missed that. Memories of the. Sh- you know, it isn't crazy and said memories. Oh my god, we're not doing this. This is like that one time when he found that subreddit with the dogs, Blake. You remember that? What? Yes, I do. Wasn't it dogs? Yeah, it was like do- it was like funny dog names or something, and you were just went fucking bananas on it. <laughs> like you, you literally talked about it for like like thirty minutes. Like we'd be talking, and you'd be like, "Hey, hey, I found another one. Listen, listen to this," and then you'd say it, and me and Blake would just be like, "Oh my god." I think you're thinking of. I think you're talking about title gore, where people were like screw up in certain ways into the title of their of their Reddit post Blake? because there was there was a dog one there. Like maybe that's like, what it was. It was like, how many dogs are you if you're a nurse or something like, you know, just like completely nonsensical like that. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, but do you know what isn't crazy and sad? Oh, Memories my God. Of... What? Read the oh, damn I... email. Oh. I'm trying to. Every single time I read that sentence, Jake, I'm just like, oh, I thought oh, this, this is another one of your, I thought this is another one of your website titles. I thought that's <laughs> where you were going. I'm trying to read this dude's email. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's try it again. But do you know what isn't crazy and sad? Memories of the shit I learned about video games on the playground and as a kid. Although you know what? I write a lot of big emails and someone else must have wrote in, la- uh, wrote in this week. Nope, sorry. So let's put that personal top three off for a bit. Question for you all. When I do shoot my top three things I learned on the playground to you, do you want items from three separate games or three secrets I learned slash shared on the playground specifically <laughs> about Final Fantasy 6 slash 3 for SNES. I barely even understand what that question is right now, but I'm going to say <laughs> do, whatever, do it either way. That's hilarious. Uh, and now, do, you, do so I think, send, I don't understand that second half of that question. I think you can do it either way, though, Chase. That's perfectly fine. Send in three. They can be for all different games or all the same games. And now, for my top three games, I'd like to see go into the Hall of Fame. You guys ready for this? Yep. All right. Number three, Street Fighter 2. Oh. Early. There you go. In the early 90s, this game. This wasn't even on your list, was it, Jay? Street Fighter? Was it on your no, list? it was not. Okay. No, no. In the early 90s, this game redefined a genre that most people didn't. Oh, excuse me. That most people didn't even know existed. Street Fighter 2 launched video game fans of the 90s into the age of fighters. Great art style, great music, tight controls, and unique character choices elevate this well-balanced technical fighter 
to a place of legend. It's a shame that as time moves forward, younger gamers just won't understand what it meant to put a quarter on the machine and be the next to fight. <clears throat> That's pretty cool. That's yeah. Although I mostly played this on the Super Nintendo anyway. That said, the Super the Super Nintendo port, though not perfect, was the first multiplayer fighting game I ever owned. I think it probably was for a lot of people. And one of the first games I ever got for the Super Nintendo. Hard to properly explain how big of a deal this game was in its prime. There isn't a fighting game today that doesn't borrow at least a little from Street Fighter 2's original formula. Yeah, I think he's. Pr- I pretty much agree with him on all that. Uh, number two, Legend of Zelda. Yep. This savable top-down action adventure game was another really defining entry in video game history. I expect Blake and, and you guys will have already had a say on this, but Zelda is another game whose legacy can be seen in some of the most enjoyable indie and retro-style games coming out today. Yeah, that was one that we didn't really mention, like, its influence on, like, indie games and stuff, like, non-Zelda games. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Particularly yeah. indie games, but, like, especially, like, The Binding of Isaac. That takes a lot of stuff. From- really? <laughs> well, I mean, you like, don't just say. Just a little bit. Yeah, no, just not, like, not that, not that just that's a, a big revelation, but I mean, like, even it's funny yeah, well, because yeah. even though they don't play just about anything the same, there are so many things. Oh, it's, that it so takes cool. a lot from it. Yeah. Uh, number one, Pokemon Red slash Green. Very, dude, yeah. Can we use this list as the ones that went through? Yeah. Like, I'm more okay with that than this. Games like Dragon Warrior and Final Fantasy started the introduction of console RPGs to the West, but this game accomplished what others just couldn't seem to pull off, finding a way to make RPGs, which had always been huge in Japan, appeal to a broad Western audience. Uh, That's a really good point. That was one that we didn't really... Seriously, like... uh, Oh, my God. Can this guy work for them? Tell him to (laughs) send his resume to the fucking... (laughs) You heard heard You heard what Jay said, Chase. Some might argue that Final Fantasy VII was the game that really did it, but in terms of sales numbers, it is hardly a competition. Yeah. Also, this game was easier for children to approach. Pokemon also did something no one expected, resurrected the Game Boy, and truly solidified Nintendo's dominance in the handheld market. That is actually really true. Damn. Jesus. Yeah, those are all really good points. Not bad for a customizable, team-based, collectible monster game. Pocket Monster. Yeah, I was about to say, Pocket Monster, please. Pocket Monster. As always, gentlemen, thank you for taking the time to read my emails out loud and share your thoughts. That was thoughts. a great this email. Is, yeah, that was really good. This is Top some three favorite audience. emails. Huh? <laughs> Top three Top favorite three. emails. <laughs> <laughs> this is some fine audience engagement you've got going on here. And even without the luxury of hearing my words read out loud by Robert, your episodes are always a blast to listen to. Please keep them coming and know that at least one fan is always enjoying whatever you guys say, even when the show goes off the rails. <laughs> Robert. All the best. <laughs> what cough, cough, Robert. Uh, it's mostly me. Let's be honest. Uh, uh, like, you're pretty good usually. I, I try to be. Someone has to be. Kermit the Frog. Yeah. Kermit the Frog here. Want to touch my ding dong? Uh... <laughs> I, I don't know what to say to that. Uh, I guess no. No is what I want to say to that. <laughs> frog that's, penis, dude. That's, you got it right. That was the answer. Kirby's frog penis, dude. Uh, I think oh, that's Kirby. it. I think that's just about a wrap. That's about a wrap, except for we got to talk about the other games we're playing on the side, other than the classic gaming games. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that is the what's left now. So we certainly, we've obviously been playing Overwatch, 
Yeah, we don't yeah, we, we've this. all been playing a little bit of Overwatch. I've put in somewhere around 30 hours. I don't know exactly. Yeah, you probably put in about twice as much time as I have, I think. Yeah. <clears> I think I, I'm, I'm level, level 23 sorry. or 24 right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I've had a lot of fun with it. Pretty good. It's got pretty some good. issues. Uh, some of the character, like the character balance feels pretty out of whack. Uh, what else? I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, like, all right, which characters do you think are way out of whack? <clears throat> oh, we've talked about this. I think Pharaoh's fight. I think, I think Pharaoh's ult needs to be toned down. The radius is too big. It, it's like, you don't even have to aim that shit. It just decimates the entire team. If there's any objective that they have to be near, like, it's just obscene how much damage it does. Or if it did, like, low, less damage, the more people there are. Something like that. Like, it's just, it's obscene how much damage it does. Um... I think Farrah could be toned down a little bit. I don't think she's, like, the worst among them, though. Uh, for me, I feel like right now, apparently, the, quote, competitive scene for the game, like, the the idea is two Lucios, two Roadhogs, and two Tracers or something. Interesting. Roadhog is really fun. I love that champion. That champion can last forever if you do it right. Like, it's crazy. Because it like, It's like a six-second cooldown. I hate him because of his... Uh, like, he hooks you and then pulls you in, and then one-shots almost Oh, yeah, one-shots almost every single squishy, yeah. If you're if you an assassin or to support, you're dead. Any, any of those. Like, 200 yeah. health, you're dead. That's it. It's like, that yep. seems kind of dumb. It's it, That ends up being really annoying to me. I don't like him. I think Bastion is really stupid. He does way yep. too much damage. Oh, he should... That. He's got two things. He's like, uh, he's like an immobile heavy uh, at range when he's set, got into his turret mode, but mm-hmm. he does... Way more damage than a heavy would ever do at that range. Yep. Like he's he does sniper almost sniper tier damage. In, in like one and a half seconds, he'll kill you if you are a squishy. Yeah. It's insane how much really damage fast. he does. How mm-hmm. he does it. Uh, and then even in his recon form, where he's walking around, he's strong enough to go one on one with most guys. Yep. Which he shouldn't be because that's the idea, right? Absolutely should not be. That is so stupid that he can do that. He should be very weak in that form. He should be able to shoot and stuff still, but he shouldn't be able to completely stand on his own in his recon form when his tank, his uh, turret form is as strong as it is, too. <clears throat> and then uh, who else do I really hate? Uh, Junkrat. Junkrat is basically Demo Man from TF2, except his grenade launcher has infinite bullets. Oh, yeah, that guy's ult is insane, dude. Oh, yeah, and his ult is way too strong, too. Yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, yeah, it's another his one of those ridiculous AOEs. basic gun is way too good. Like, he can almost one-shot 200 health characters. His if, ult uh, can if, kill almost anyone. It's yeah. ridiculous. It's another one of those abilities that just does an insane amount of damage, and it's a massive radius again. Yeah. Yeah, Junkrat's way out of line. Uh, and then McCree is... Oh, the the fucking duelist, yeah, or the cowboy. The cowboy. Yeah. His flat. He basically he can flashbang anybody, and then uh, fan the hammer. And if they're still somehow not dead, because fan the hammer almost kills everybody, including the tanks. Uh, if they're not dead, he can just roll forward and fan the hammer again. He's ridiculous damage output. Somebody just yep. dropped a fork. Yes, she did. <laughs> uh, bus driver she just stared at me like, sorry. I, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. So yeah, Overwatch. We didn't know a bunch of that. Have you guys been playing anything else? I did play one other game. Uh, this game, I think it came out about five years ago, something, roughly something like that. 
Uh, have you guys ever heard of this Little Inferno? Yeah, it came out like three years ago, or okay. maybe four. So Little Inferno is a very interesting game. It's uh, There's not really a whole lot to the gameplay. It is... I think you can probably get it for like five bucks on Steam or something like that. Uh, you basically, the game, you just like burn things in the fireplace, pretty much. Uh, you, you're in this city or world or whatever, some place where it's snowing all the time and it's always super cold. And you have purchased this, uh, entertainment system that's called a little inferno. And it's just a fireplace, but they treat it as like some big, some like, it, it's treated in the game as pretty Sorry much like that. TV. Sorry about what? I DC it. I'm glad you noticed. Oh, that's fine. Uh, so in Little Inferno, you have this fireplace. It's basically treated like, like I said, like a TV or something. It's supposed to be like a source of entertainment. And literally, the game is, your vision is just you looking at this fireplace and putting things inside it and setting them on fire. So you start off with, like, I don't remember exactly, like some wooden blocks, some stuffed animals and things like that, some little toys, and you put them in the fireplace and then you click it on the fireplace anywhere and hold down click and it starts like a little fire. And then if you put the fire on top of an object and hold it there for a second, then that object catches on fire and it spreads and then anything else near it catches on fire. And first of all, the fire effects are really good. Like the fire looks really just like fire pretty much. Um, so you're kind of playing this a little bit and then like, it's kind of like, what's the point of this? Like, this is all right. It's kind of neat, but like, what's, what am I doing really here? As you play, you start getting uh, letters in the mail from the person who you find out, from this girl who you find out is your neighbor. And she's sending you little messages like, oh, have you tried to do this? Have you seen this? Oh, guess what I like to do? Blah, blah, blah. And uh, and again, your your vision, the whole game is just you looking at the fireplace while you're putting things in it and burning them. Uh, as you go on, like once, at one point, once you start burning things, coins start popping out of them and you start getting money from the things that you burn. And then... And then you can uh, buy new catalogs that you order things from to to put that you order new things from to put in the fireplace and burn. So you might like get to a certain point where you can order a second catalog, and that's got lots of new like objects that you can put in the fireplace and burn them. And see what happens. Some of them do uh, different things, like like there's stuff that like like there's batteries that like explode once they get to a certain point. Uh, there's one thing you can you can buy is a moon. And you put the moon in the fireplace and everything starts orbiting around the moon. Uh, there's little, like, beetles that you can burn and they turn the fire different colors. And there's some things that do little effects like that. So I was playing this game and I was like, alright, I don't really see where this is going. And then, at one point, I burned a little toy that was a bus. And when the bus caught on fire... All the kids inside the bus started screaming, and the bus started What driving. the fuck, dude? <laughs> yes. Are you serious? I'm 100% serious. That's mortifying, but yeah. kind of interesting. Yeah, and I was like, holy shit. And then, like, some of the animals, like, when you put them in the fireplace, like, if you if you happen to be looking at them at the right time, you might see them blink, like some of the stuffed animals do. Uh, and so it gets pretty dark at some points. And uh, and then you find out that you that there's like little combos it's like hey hey if you do like this combo like it'll be like the double trouble or something like that like that's just like, <laughs> like double trouble out. boys <laughs> but you figure out like what the combo is saying you're supposed to put like these two certain objects in like one of them is a Japanese combo and you got to put in like sushi 
and some other like Japanese item. And then you get like bonus points for doing that combo. And uh, you have to have like a certain number of combos to to be able to be allowed to like purchase the next catalog and so on and so forth. And you're basically trying to go through and, and get all the combos, get all the catalogs, burn everything, and see. At the very end, like something, it, it takes you to a little bit different part of the story where you're not just looking at the fireplace. If you get that far, it only takes like an like an hour and a half or two hours to play mm-hmm. through the entire game. But again, the whole the whole the gameplay just consists of you burning these things in the po- fireplace and seeing what happens. Uh, so there's not enough, there's not a lot to it, but like some of the letters you start getting start getting really kind of dark. And like some of the, like I was playing this with my seven year old because I was like, yeah, this is just a fun game where you just put stuff in the, uh, in the fireplace and watch it burn. And then when there was the bus thing, I was like, all right, that's a little creepy, but I'm not going to just like make her stop playing after this. Eventually I got to the point where I was like, you're not allowed to watch me play this anymore. <laughs> like, Jesus. This is a little bit too far for like a little kid, but really interesting game. I, I would, if, if you can find it, for, for pretty cheap. I'll try to pull it up on Steam and see how much it is. Uh, I say it's definitely worth worth checking out. It's te- Okay, it's $10 on Steam. I would maybe wait for like a sale, but $10 isn't, isn't bad. But you're just not getting a whole lot of gameplay for that. Cool. Anything else? Anything else? Anything you guys have been playing? I've been doing uh, Bravely Second. Oh, yeah? How's that? Yeah. Uh, I'm liking it a lot better than the first one so far. Okay. Bravely Second is a 3DS RPG sequel to Bravely Default. Um, it's pretty fun. It's a lot like the first game. It's kind of more of the same. I've been I've been having more fun with it though. I like the class design and the class balance. From the I haven't gotten too much into it yet, but from what I've played. I would say the, uh, like, things that they've done to improve it are, uh, the Swordmaster makes a return, and they compacted some of its abilities. It has one ability where, like, it raises the character's chance of getting hit, while also making them counterattack if they do get hit. And there was two abilities like that in Bravely Default, where, but they were two separate abilities. So there'd be one that made you more likely to get hit, and then there'd be another ability that made it so if you got hit, you'd counterattack. So it kind of, um, it streamlined that, which is really, really good, because it's frustrating having to do two separate attacks to get that uh, combo set up on a character. Uh, some of the new classes so far are really fun. The writing is very nonsensical, silly, <laughs> pun-based stuff. Oh, I like, got, like, on purpose? Like, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, very much on purpose. Okay. There are enemies called balls, like, yeah. spelled B-A apostrophe A-L, like, um, the throne of ball, etc. Gotcha. And so there are these enemies called balls, and one of the characters is a ball buster. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, and they just go and go and go with that. They take that joke and they keep running with it. <laughs> keep going with it. That's good. Smart kind of style. Yeah, it is. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So it's pretty good. Yeah, I've been enjoying it quite a bit, which is which is great because I. And the other good thing about the game that I've heard is that the second half of the game doesn't suck dick like Bravely Default did. For a small spoiler, if anybody doesn't want to know about Bravely Default, about how the second half of the game works, what happens is that you refight the same four bosses that you beat at each of the crystals, 
four more times, and that's all you do in those chapters. You literally go and you fight them, you finish, you go to another world, you fight them again, you go to another world, and you fight those same four bosses again. Oh my god, it was so, so poorly done. And people have told me that Bravely Second doesn't have anything like that. So I have less reason to dread the end of this game now. All right. There is one other one that I've been playing. Have you heard of this game, The Snake Fist? No, and I'm kind of glad that I haven't. It's a retro-themed steampunk strategy RPG, apparently around Stop the... Stop it! Stop it! It's like a cross between Advance Wars and it's like a cross between Advance Wars and Night Trap. Why are we friends? <laughs> Sorry. I love you, Robert. I won't do it anymore. I like it. No, it's so funny. Is the second you start talking about something, it immediately like I start listening, and I'm like, "What <laughs> the fuck is he talking about?" That's literally where my mind goes. I'm like, "What is he talking about?" <clears throat> I'm trying, I feel like there's another game that I've been playing actually, but I don't. I can't think of it. So uh, <laughs> why don't we just roll? Why don't we just roll with this? All right, let's do that. Yeah. Where can people email us at? I don't know, Robert. Why don't Classic you gamescast at gmail dot com? Close. Mail yeah. at classicgamingpodcast dot com. That was pretty good. Especially it actually wasn't really say. very good. It really wasn't. I know it was awful. <laughs> Or you can follow us on Twitter, or and you can follow us on Twitter <clears throat> at Class Games Cast, and then you can also watch Blake stream at Twitch.tv/slashlackaholicus. I love how you say it, Blake. It makes me laugh every time. Slackaholicus. I don't know. You just sound like fucking. <laughs> you just sound like uh, Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh yeah, right when he does the voice. <laughs> Rudy! Rudy! <laughs> Rudy! Mm. That's a great scene. <laughs> oh, one more thing. This is the game I played, but I want to bring it up. I finally watched the Lego movie. Have you guys seen that? I have not. I. It was supposed oh. to be great, though. Yeah, it was so much fun. I lo- like. I was like, I, I had. I was like, I hadn't seen it in a while. I was like, Catherine, we got to rent this. You want to watch the Lego movie? And she was like, Yeah. So we rented it. And it was, I really enjoyed the hell out of it. It's, it's really funny. You gotta check out the Lego movie if you haven't already. It's not as, I, I thought it came out like three or four years ago, but it actually came out 2015. Oh. Yeah, it's relatively new, yeah. Alright, cool. Anyway, I, I'm gonna I, get I, in I, and out. That's all. I highly recommend the Lego movie. Okay, are so is everybody else. You, are either of y'all uh, gonna play Overwatch later? Uh, possibly, but I have friends, sorry. I have friends? I'm just kidding, Robert. I'll say it. You're actually pretty good, by the way. I, I might be, but I, I also right. had someone else asking me if I'd play it with him. Someone else. One <laughs> person. So Blake can't play with us with one other person, Robert. That's what he just <laughs> said. Yeah, He's embarrassed works. by us. He's embarrassed. <laughs> we're, we're that secret girlfriend that he likes, but eh. <laughs> All right. Well, if I, 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 I'm going to head off for a little while, but if I'm back on later, I'll see if either okay. you guys will play. All right. Peace, nerds. All right, everybody. Guys, thanks we'll, for we'll listening. Bye, Blake. We'll be, back in, well, we'll be back in hopefully two weeks for real this time. Do, as long as Blake doesn't do it. Hey, look, I had a thing that needed to be done. Look, are we going to do another one next week? I don't want to do another one next weekend. So do we want to do I the think, weekend thing? I think we, I would like to cut in a new one at some point, but I can't do next week. <laughs> okay. That was my All girlfriend, right, everybody. So, but, so we'll do two weeks this time and maybe squeeze in. Hey, oh, one, what's our next top three? It's the, it's the games that we would want to uh, 
uh, put in the Hall of Fame that weren't necessarily on that list. Okay. Oh God. What? Geez. No, that's that's not bad. That's not bad. That's gonna be tough. Well, oh, so I think he's saying it's hard to narrow it down. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Oh. All right, all right, that'll do it. We're out of here. Good night. Watch number one. Peace. Bam, 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 bam,